That's it. We're moving. <laughs> we're doing we're in, it. We're in motion. <laughs> Nikki Glazer, a.k.a. Marshall's new best friend. Oh, it's so You're, nice to hear. Yeah, you're definitely his new best really? friend. Really? Oh, for sure. Didn't you see? But I feel like he likes everyone. He does like everyone. Okay. But he likes you. Right now. For sure he likes you. Just yes. He jumped all over you. It was so awesome. I love him. I he, needed it he so bad. He is a rare dog. He is. It's weird, right? It's instantly. Like, he looked... I told you when he came in... You, I didn't hadn't even seen you yet, and he just saw me, and it's like we met. Ac- our eyes met across the room, and he just like bounded towards me. It felt so good. He runs to you like you're his best friend. Yeah, like he's he like I'm seen seeing you. you again. Yes, and forever. Like oh I just got God. back from yeah. war, and he's my child, <laughs> licking my face, just so excited. Ugh. Yeah, he starts whimpering. Like, it was Whoa, so good. I can't believe you're here. It's so, and he lets you just hug him. Yeah, and... I've never had a golden before. Golden I've, Retriever. They're like the nicest dogs of all time. I've only had mutts that we've collected from the Humane Society that didn't, you know, that are abused and damaged. You can get lucky with them. Yes. You can get lucky, but you can also. And it feels also, so good it does. When, when you were talking about your dog didn't want you to touch it for a year. That was my daughter. Your my other, oldest yeah. daughter had this little tiny dog. It was uh, part Chihuahua and part uh, Australian sheep, Australian herd dog, mm-hmm. shepherd dog. I forget what it is. But it was, a, it was a little, very much like a chihuahua, a very small dog. And he was terrified of me for like yeah. a year. Wouldn't let me come anywhere near him. I'm like, come on, dude. I'm telling you, I love dogs. And it really wasn't until we got Marshall. And then he saw me with a little tiny puppy. It's like, oh, this dude is all right. Oh. And then like he wanted to play with Marshall. So he got close to me. And then I pet his head. And then next thing you know, he's hopping in my lap. And then, you know, after that, he would just run to me and like literally jump in my arms. Yeah. it's that, And that's super rewarding to like see that change and see when a dog finally accepts love and has just been abused it's it's beautiful it's sad though when you're like what happened to you like why are you scared of men i would kill to know what happened to my rescue dogs that i gave to my parents but i had them for two years i've had uh, quite a few dogs in my life that were rescue dogs and one was one of the best ones i ever had a friend of a friend found it eating out of garbage cans and she was covered in mange like her like half her body was like hairless it was really sad. Yeah. But she was a really sweet dog. It was tough to tell how old she was. She looked like she was like two or three. Yeah, they don't know. And I took her in and like within like a month, she had all her hair back. She was fully plumped up. Yeah. And that was like the nicest dog. Like she was like one of the nicest dogs I've ever had. Yeah. It's my my dog that I got bit me on the first day and drew blood. And I was Oof. just like, I'm getting rid of this thing. This isn't going to last. I was just fostering it. Yeah. And then it switched at some point it it loved me and I like learned how to love Why through that dog. You? I just like went in too soon and yeah. it just was a, it was abused before. It came yeah. with this whole backstory of like it my the rescue people told me it was found in an alley behind a pizza hut and it was living off pizza and a kid tried they had this whole story. I think a lot of rescue places make up stories <laughs> so that sure. you're like <laughs> For sure, more inclined to yeah. buy to get these things because they come with the story. Because I checked later on to be like, which Pizza Hut was it? Because I wanted to bring Luigi, my dog, back to the Pizza Hut it came from, just to see if it like what if remembered. It gets PTSD. I kind of wanted it to. <laughs> like I wanted to just see. And she goes, I think that was just a story we made. And I was like, oh, oh, come on. How can they make up stories? That's so dirty. Because it moves dogs, man. Yeah, they got to move. dogs. Whatever they can do to move those dogs. Give him names. Give him a story. He slept on a, a pizza crust as a pillow. You know, like just any kind of thing that makes them. Did you know that PETA kills thousands of dogs? That's what I've heard. Anytime I post anything yeah. about PETA, I have a bunch of people saying they're the worst. 
Well, they're not the worst, but what they are is they're, they're, the origins of PETA is the Animal Liberation Organization. The, the origins of PETA, the people that originally founded PETA, believe that all animals, including pets, should be free. They don't believe in domesticated animals. Okay, well, I, that's... It's preposterous. Look yeah. at that dog out there. He's having a great old time. Yeah, being he a eats. pet is the best. I've actually said if I could be reincarnated, it would be a rich person's golden retriever. I've said that. I didn't realize your dog is what I want to come back as. That's hilarious. It's the best life. The best life. That dog has only known love. Yeah. What eats. stress happens in that dog's life? Uh, occasionally, he can't go out. <laughs> 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 yes. Like if I'm injured or something like that, yes. he can't run for like weeks at a time. He gets bummed but out. But PETA kills animals because they think that their policy is that it's you're more free to be dead than you are. I don't know. I, well, I don't want to put words in their mouth. I think that's it. They definitely kill animals. They, um, but they kill them quick. That's the thing. They're not out there trying to find owners for them. Oh. Yeah. That's the knock on them. The knock okay. on them. The Animal Liberation Organization, I mean, they've, like, broken into, like, they're the kind of type of people that, like, break into fucking uh, supermarkets and release the lobsters back to the ocean. Be free. Be free, my I'm lobster I'm into it, friend. Joe. Are you? I'm into it. I'm a those, total vegan. I know you are. Bleeding heart. Yeah, I know you are. But those lobsters have always made me so sad. Why? They're bugs. Do you swat mosquitoes? I rarely kill bugs. When mosquitoes are fucking you up, you just let them, please divinely eat me, drink of my blood. No. You are me no. and I am you. And if you give me malaria, then so be it. I just... <laughs> okay, maybe not... Like, I, I'm not crazy. Okay, I, I come over to your house. Your house is filled with roaches. I hand you bug spray. Do you use it? Um. Yes, because yeah. roaches... Roaches can fuck although, off. Although, I did have an instance, and this is... True. I was in the shower and I was, it was having, I get really vegan and really, um, when I'm depressed, I get more vegan than ever. It's like what throws me into it. I'm just feeling too much. And then I feel for every animal and it mm -hmm. just gets out of control. So if I'm ever, you know, going off about vegan propaganda on my Instagram, someone should check in on me. I'm not doing well. <laughs> okay, I'm, call, I'm in a dark I'll call place. You. Yes. I'll call you. Um, and one day I was in the shower and there was a dying house centipede, like drowning. The grossest bug known to man. Like it's, they're half centipede, half spider. They're disgusting. They've, I, I don't hate anything more than that creature. And I was like, you know what? I can't kill it. I want to save it and just take it outside. And I'll like tell my vegan friends, like I'll be like such a good vegan today. So I got out of the shower and like, you know when you get out of the shower and you think you're just like, you just don't need a towel. I'm just going to grab something and you like traipse like a lazy river throughout your house because right. there's... I did that. I made a huge mess. Get a paper towel. I come back and I pick it up and I'm so scared to do it. And I, and I like, I'm so proud of myself too. I can't wait to fucking tell the vegans. And I open <laughs> it up and I'm so scared because I want to see if it's still alive. And it was a clump of pubes. It wasn't even, um, oh. yeah. So I, I but which looks exactly Who's like pubes? mine. Your pubes are that dark. I, yeah, dude. Yeah. This okay. is all Fake. bottle. It's a bottle? A bottle. Yeah, I mean, they're not like dark, dark, but centipedes, how centipedes are like blonde. They're kind of like dirty blonde. <laughs> you know that hair bleach is not vegan, right? Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making that up, by the way. It's I don't probably even know not, if it is. man. But I it know there's like, something on my face right like now. But it seems like when I said that, you were like, oh, shit. Listen, I know... I, look, there's mm. so many things. I'm not a perfect vegan and I don't claim to be, but... Um, I love the idea of veganism. I love okay. the idea of it. The, the idea that you, you love animals and you yeah. don't want to cause harm. I love the idea. Just the practical application and the health implications 
just that that doesn't sit with me. Really? Yeah. Protein? Well, it's not protein. It's there's a lot of different things that you get from animals, like omega fatty acids from grass-fed animals, right. and salmon and things like that that are just choline, which is very difficult to get outside of animal products. B12, very difficult to get outside of animal products. Okay, my problem with I don't care if you hunt I don't care if you are on a farm and the animals are treated well. It's just all about how you treat factory them. Factory farming. Factory farming yeah. is my oh. big issue. 90% of all my meat, I kill myself. That's I. That's why when people, you know, they often cite you as like, is it cool if Joe eats me? I'm like, yes, because he's hunting it all. I also, if I shoot, <clears throat> if I shoot like two animals, I eat them the whole year. Like I, I hunt big animals. Yeah. I hunt elk. Or deer. Like if I eat a deer, I'll eat that for four months. Like for four months, I'll eat That's that cool. deer. That's cool. I'm fine with that. <clears throat> and I feed my dog it. My dog eats mostly raw elk meat. Really? Yeah. It's one of the reasons why he's so healthy. Yeah. He gets, I mean, dog food is horse shit. Like what the fuck is in oh. there? Like animal dicks and assholes all ground up. That dog eats elk. He eats mostly elk. You can tell. He's super healthy. He's beautiful. But yeah, I mean, that's the problem I have. He's also like, a murderer. The yeah. dog's a squirrel murderer. You, oh, you well. get him anywhere near a squirrel and everything changes. Yeah. His little eyes roll back in his head and they go black. Like and a, he's caught some. Like a shark, he has. And then oh. he eats that for four months. He lives no. off that. Okay. No. All right. He doesn't even eat him. <laughs> Just sport. Just fucks him up, comes back inside. <laughs> he wants you to see. He takes pictures. He. Yeah, yeah. Him with a squirrel in his mouth. You with that dog. Let me just say, I film. You are have the best. Your happiness like comes out in your face. So like when you smile, it's not a fake smile. Your selfies with that dog after a hike. I love them so much. Yeah, you I look love it so too. happy. I am. He's my buddy. You're so happy. <laughs> you are right. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty happy. I want to come back as you. Reincarnated. It's complicated. Uh, it is. Yeah. It's been a long time you don't to get there. Be me. You don't, yeah. People don't, be shouldn't so want to be you? You don't want to be me. You're a woman. It would be so crazy. Mm, seems pretty good. You think so? Seems pretty great to be Joe Rogan. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what is the downside of, of being you? I really want to know. If, you, if, if someone was interested in becoming you, what are some, um, what are some warnings you'd give them? Um, you better work Things, out, bitch. Yeah. Otherwise the demons will catch you. Catch you. But you love working out. Yeah, I, I love working out for two reasons. One, because it makes me feel good. And two, because I don't want the demons to catch me. What are these demons? The demons. Tell me. The demons are anger demons. Anger. Anger demons. Yeah. Most men have anger demons. Because most men have a, a certain amount of... Re there's a requirement that your body has in terms of like the expenditure of energy. And if you don't meet that requirement, you get antsy and then you get agitated. When you see people flipping people off in traffic and going fucking crazy and road raging, what do you think that is? For most people, it's this uh, this like excess of energy oozing out like an overflowing battery and they don't know what to do with it. Hmm. You know? And if... You have any sort of a history of violence or, or extreme, like uh, like uh, combat sports or uh, contact sports, like football or anything athletic that's involving a lot of aggression. Like that's sort of inherently a part of who you are. And, and then where do you put that when you're not doing that anymore? <clears throat> exactly, you got to exercise that shit out. Yeah, you were talking about this with the other day with uh, the boys talking about sober October about how when you work out you don't you're doing when you were last October doing. 
five hours a day on a treadmill or whatever the hell you were doing? A lot of hours. Yeah. You had you couldn't feel anything afterwards. There was some kind of residual. You were talking. I didn't even comprehend it because I've never worked out that much. We were talking about how nothing bothers you. Nothing bothers you. Nothing. Nothing. Because you're so tired. No. No, because I'm not that. That's the crazy thing is you get in really good shape, <clears throat> and then you're not that. Ti- it's not that you're that tired. It's just that you're even. Like all you, the way you process things, there's no like, well, who the fuck does this guy think he is? There's none of that. There's okay. none of that. It's like someone flips you off. Oh, look at that guy flipping me off. <sighs> like registers zero. Doesn't mean that you, you don't love things or get passionate about things, but all the internal negative chatter is gone. All of it. All of the, all of the pitfalls and tr- psychological traps that your, your mind will lay for you. If you don't give it a lot of activity, if you don't occupy it, I think that's a lot of what people go through in their life with anxiety, with uh, all sorts of different issues. I think we have like human reward systems that are built in that that helped us survive from the fucking caveman days. Mm -hmm. And those are still a part of our DNA. And if those uh, athletic requirements or physical movement requirements aren't met, your body just gets agitated. It just like fucking... Just wants to do something. Jesus Christ. And you're just watching TV and then, you know, and then your neighbor's dog is barking like, we shut that fucking thing up. It's like, just releasing yes, that energy you yes. would have been releasing if by gathering nuts or by whatever you were doing. something physical, anything for fucking hiking, anything. Yeah. That's why people are happier and healthier when they use their body. It's just, it's not as simple as like, a, people like look at it like intelligent people, unfortunately, a lot of them look at it like it's a vanity thing and they don't want to be caught up in a vanity thing right. so they don't care about their body but it's not that your you are your body they're inseparable your mind is a part of your body your body is a part of your mind it's all together but uh, what about your thoughts how do you what are your feelings on thoughts what are my feelings on yeah like uh, for me thoughts are what cause all of the anxiety and all of the depression and all of the anger it's not having control of my thoughts it's letting my thoughts control me and as soon as I learned meditation mm. and the idea that my thoughts were not me and that they were these external things that I could choose to either indulge in or bat away, right. then I mm. was able to really gain like a hold over my anxiety and depression that I had not before when I thought my thoughts were just like, oh, I'm thinking this thought. It's true. It's me. I created it. Let me keep going with it. Yeah. Do you do you feel like what, how do you <laughs> don't you think meditation helps you with your anger? Also, uh, for sure, for sure. But it's not it's not like anger, like I'm just randomly angry right. walking around things. I just have my physical requirements. Yes. But your mind, you want some uh, fake beer? It's so Heineken zero. I can't bl- yeah, I mean some? I don't drink and this is absurd to me that I would have a beer. It's a fake beer. It's not like, zero alcohol. I don't miss but it's not, the it taste of good. alcohol. Oh. Well, I, no who, who misses the t- no one would drink alcohol if it didn't get you <clears> effed up. I would drink these. It is good. <clears throat> Really? Yeah, I love it. This tastes like the St. Louis Funny Bone, which is a great taste. (laughs) (laughs) It does. It tastes like the St. Louis Funny Bone, 2009, (sighs) living my best life. When was the last time you drank? 2011, December 9th. Whoa. Cleveland, hilarities. Whoa. After the show. You're like, I'm done. Well, I just had a couple beers to close out the evening. Um, Was by myself. Just going to go. No, you're shooting heroin. I don't know what happened. I, I, well, I was at a point in my life where it was like, this has got to stop because my hangovers were getting so ridiculous and debilitating for a whole day. 
And I was just doing, you know, I would black out from like two drinks because my mind, John Mulaney has a great joke about it where he says he would black out very quickly after a couple drinks because his mind was like, we know where this is going, shutting down early. Like, <laughs> if you know it's going to, you're going to black out, your brain just blacks out earlier. Right. Because every time I drank, I would black out. So. Wow. Um, I just, I woke up that morning, that next morning and I had only had a, it wasn't a hard night of drinking a couple beers, but I was just the sickest I've ever been. And the thing about hangovers that I really had to look at was like the best part about being sick. If you're going to find the best part about being sick, it's that people feel sorry for you. You get babied a little bit. You get a nurturing from your friends and family that you don't get when you're healthy. But when you're hungover, no one gives you that. So you're sick and you don't even get the only good thing about being sick, which is people feeling sorry for you. Everyone's like, you piece of shit, you did this to yourself. So I was like <laughs> in the shower, in a in the fetal position, thinking this is how I should feel if I'm dying. Like, I really don't want to feel this bad unless I am on my way out. So I'm not doing this anymore. And I read a book and then I was done. What was the book? The Easy Way to Stop Drinking by Alan Carr. What's the easy way? Easy way is you read this book. <laughs> and then you're done at the end of it. Why? And what he does, well, I used his method to stop smoking. The Easy Way to Stop Smoking by Alan Carr. So many people have read it. It's the one book that when you've tried everything else, nothing else works. This book, my mom quit smoking after 35 plus years. Really? So many of my friends. I heard about it, I think like Ellen DeGeneres and Ashton Kutcher. I heard a bunch of celebrities kind of talking about it. I read the book and you can smoke while you read it. And then by the end of the book, <laughs> he just promises you, he goes, go have a cigarette. And you're just like, no, I don't want to. What and I don't need to. His method is, and this is the thing he does with drinking, any excuse you have to do that thing, he talks you out of it. He tells you a reason why your excuse is actually bullshit and there's no science behind it. And he, he disproves any reason that you have to do it. And we've been brainwashed by tobacco and uh, alcohol industries to believe that quitting is really hard and quitting alcohol is hard if you have an addiction you can like die from it obviously but with tobacco it's part of their propaganda to tell you that it's hard to quit smoking they're the ones pushing that mes method or message which seems like why would they tell people it's hard but they're doing that because if it's hard you won't quit so that has been their message to be like it's so hard to quit smoking it's so hard when really it's not the, it's not? No. The, the, the withdrawal symptoms of not smoking last up to two weeks, I think. It's less than that. I think it's like seven to 11 days. And the discomfort caused by wanting a cigarette is the same discomfort as being a little bit hungry. You're a little bit annoyed. It's like it's not insurmountable. It's it's uncomfortable, but it's it passes after seven to 11 days, I think it is. And then it's all even when you're going through it, it's not that bad. But it's... It's the psychological effect of thinking it's hard that makes it then hard. Mm. So once he proves to you it's not that hard and any excuse you have to smoke, which is like, it calms me down, um, it raises your blood pressure. So that's inaccurate. Um, it makes me more social. Actually, it isolates you. You know, if you really look at it, every time you smoke, you feel kind of bad. People think you stink. Like it just <laughs> every excuse you have. And then he did it with drinking, too. I, I went through this book. I read it. You can drink while you read the book. You have to want to quit. To pick up the book, you have to want to be like, I want this out of my life. I don't know how to get it out of my life. And I gave this book to so many of my friends, and my friends don't drink anymore. And a lot of them, you know, use program or other things to supplement. But all I needed was this book, and I was done. Wow. And I'll tell you, I drank every single night of my life, and I never thought 
I could live without it. It was wow. just, I was just like anyone listening that's like, no, no, no. You don't understand all my friends drink. It's my life. It's my social <laughs> life. It's my work life. It was everything to me. It's all I look forward to. Yeah, I'll never go like this when my friend enters a bar again. Woo! Like I'll never that's I'll never do that. I will never greet a friend with she's here. Yes, 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 yeah. That's that's that you? That was me. That was like that that's something I miss. I'll never have that kind of two drink enthusiasm anymore. But because I don't drink, I am fucking killing it. My life changed. I can trace my careers before and after. Like on the dot. Hmm. So you know, it's not for everyone. If you have a problem, you should maybe look into it. But that book seriously changed my life. That sounds amazing. And there was no like difficulty in quitting? None. Wow. It really was easy. I never, maybe a couple times I felt like, oh, it'd be nice to have a drink. I, you know, I was dating a guy that like just wanted to have a glass of wine with me. And I'm like, why can't I just have a glass of wine? And I've been tempted. And I don't think that I would go off the deep end again. But... But but I don't, I just, I go back to that book and I'm just like, I just, any reason I can give myself, it's just really, it isn't true. And I'm better without it. Well, it's definitely not true if you're drinking it every night and you're blacking out. Yeah. But if you just have a couple of glasses of wine with dinner, it feels nice. Oh, it's I a know. social lubricant. You have fun with friends. You start laughing and joking around. But you don't have that ability to stop there. Is that? I could for you a could. few months and then it would trickle into... Chaos. It's just the, the <laughs> I, exactly the voice you have. Every people are listening, and I know you relate to this. Of you go, I'm just gonna have two tonight. But then that person, and you go, promise yourself you're just gonna have two. But then you get that voice drunk, and that voice is like, have another. Come on, so you pussy. can't. You can't talk to your. You can't plan for how right. you're gonna feel two drinks in because yeah. you get drunk, and then you it just keeps going. Yeah, I, I miss a, it, man. Even I have a bit about that about drunk driving. The problem is not. <laughs> The problem is not whether or not you can drive drunk. The problem is even thinking that you can drive drunk because when you're drunk, you don't know what the fuck you can do or can't do. Yes. You think, that's why guys get in fights with people way bigger than them when they're drunk and they don't even know how to fight. You're you're stupider yeah, you're, when you're drunk. You're a fucking moron when you're drunk. So the idea that you could drive drunk, like, I'm fine. Like, you don't even know if you're fine. That's the problem. Yes. The problem is you're drunk. And that's a big part of the book is talking to people about this liquid courage that everyone cites. Mm. I mean, like... I, I need a drink because I can't go on stage if I don't have a drink. I need right. a drink to talk to the girl. And it's not courage. What you're doing is you're making yourself more stupid. You're actually <laughs> making yourself more. I don't even know if the word is correct, but mm. more you're r retarding yourself. Mm -hmm. And you're making yourself more uh, mentally disabled. Be careful throwing around that R word. I on know. This show. Seriously. On this show. <laughs> It's a that's a real term, retarding. And uh, yeah, it is used. a real term. And even retarded, it has nothing to do with Down syndrome. Has nothing to do with diseases. Right. And we've got a problem with that word yeah. in this country. I can't. I'm not going to call a movie the R word, but I can call a mental state the R word. That's cool. Um, what about uh, a movement that's retarding growth? Like yeah, a, the you flat can say Earth that movement is that it's retarded? retarding the masses. Retarding, but not retarded. You, you won't say retarded. Isn't that <laughs> interesting? You get scared. <laughs> so, I it's so strange. Like, we can say pussy, cat, but we can't say pussy. Imagine if there was, like, a cunt bird. You know what I mean? <sighs> and, like, you could say cunt bird, and everybody's like, okay, I feel like cool, that's what cool. someone's called me before. <laughs> 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 that's a podcast.
popular way, insult on my Instagram. That word will get us demonetized from YouTube, according to Jamie. Isn't that what you said? Did you say what they say? That's what I've heard. Really? What they say about Sober yeah. October? Uh, someone said the word, and that's the reason. C word? They yeah. said the word two and a half hours into the podcast, yeah. so the entire podcast was demonetized. Yeah. What? Yeah. We should go back and beep it. See if I they could. change it. Go back and I put, think a, I could. put a put <laughs> a. <laughs> Cunt is such a. I love that word. It's a great word. I feel empowered by that word. If wow. someone calls me a cunt, I'm like, really? Yeah, you know I, why? I, for the same reason, when people were saying Hillary was a crook, I was like, good. A woman's a bad person. I don't even care. Like, that? like I'm just like, yeah, we can do it all. <laughs> I feel yeah, like there, I'm there's like women that aren't crooks. That don't, no, don't no, you no. think if you're gonna have a woman president, <laughs> let's have one that's not a murderer sure. or a crook. It'd yes, be cool. So, yes. if the first one was like impeccable. But I'm just saying when people were saying that argument, I was like, good, I don't even fucking care. I wow. like I like a strong uh, just a, a a woman doing things that men normally do. I love it. You know, that's the same kind of argument that people use for Trump. What do you mean? Well they say he's an asshole and he's a thief. Who cares? Fuck it. He's a man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, at least he's not a politician. Uh. At least he's not a man. She's a crook. At least she's not a man. Right. Women can do it too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good yeah. point. Okay. It's a team, team mentality. Okay, I don't like that then. I don't like it either. Okay, I take it back. Yeah. But I did have that feeling, like the word cunt though, I just don't, if someone calls me a cunt, I'm like, wow, I really like spoke up then. It tells me I'm doing something right. The real problem is words. It's not, the, the real problem is people yeah. have intent. Their intent is the same no matter what noise comes out of their mouth. Words are just conveying intent. When you make words bannable, outlaw words, you're playing a fool's game. That's yes. a fool's game. Because all words are supposed to be is tools that convey intent. You can't say that that word is exactly the same every time it's used without without regard to the context. Yeah. That's crazy. Because you could say that to your friend and you could both be laughing and love each other. Like you could say, you yes. fucking crazy cunt. And she's like, ah! And you both fall on the ground howling laughing. Yep. No one got hurt at all. Or you could say it to your mom and it'll cut deep. Mm -hmm. and it'll hurt her deeply. And then it's awful. It's an awful use of the word. Because you're just conveying your thoughts and your intent. It's not a fucking sound that you make with your mouth that's the problem. The problem is the way people treat each other. And this stupid game that people play where they outlaw certain words or ban certain words or demonetize YouTube videos for certain words. That is a fool's game. It's dangerous. You, you're a child. You're yeah. playing a child's game. And history will not be kind to you. You will you will be looked at as a fucking buffoon. That's a fact. Well, buffoon will probably be a word in five years that you will get in trouble for yes. using right now. I'm just thinking, what words now are we using that are going to get us canceled in five years? People of color. Uh, really? Yes. You think people of color is going to yes. be? That's the that's the that's the mode de jour. How is though? that okay when you can't say colored? Interesting. Impossible. Interesting. Nonsense. Whoa. Total nonsense. Yeah. You call people someone color. colored, they'll beat the fuck out of you. But if you say people of color, they'll go, okay, cool. Whoa. What are you, a baby? What are we doing here? This is nonsense. Yeah. It's foolish. I'm scared. We're all people of color. Like, what color are we? You know, I'm darker than you. Yeah. And you're probably darker than Bill Burr. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? What are we doing? What are we doing? It's crazy. Are you worried? Ever? I mean, you're your own. You, you can't get canceled. I'm my you? own boss. That yes. helps a lot, and I'm nice. I know. I'm that's a genuinely why I go back nice to. Person. 
I'm nice. I, I'm always nice. I'm nice to everybody. Even if you don't disagree with me, I'll talk to you. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I work hard on being nice. It means a lot to me. It means a lot for me to have good experiences with people. You are nice, and I pe think people are extremely intimidated by you, as was I. But in the end, really, really nice. What do you mean you have to work hard on it? I work hard on being nice. I mean, I think was it's there something... a time that you weren't nice yeah, in your when, life when I was young? Yeah, I was very mean. Yeah, but that was because I was competing in martial arts all the time. I was involved in violent things. But you should have been, like you said before, that should have been getting it out of your system, and then you would would have been plastered no, on the road. No, I was competing. It was before I was doing comedy. Yeah, I was competing all the time, and it mm -hmm. was my. And also, I wasn't. I was too young to understand like what was important and what wasn't important. So my my eyes were entirely on success at all costs. I just wanted to dominate. I just wanted to figure out a way to win always, and so I was just mean. Like, I was, you know, I was in, I would enjoy hurting people. And that's what I was doing. When I was knocking people out, I would enjoy it. But I'd like it. Because they were trying to do it to me. What about comedy? Haven't you approached it the same way? No. You don't care about, I mean, you've, you've achieved everything that one could achieve doing comp. Like. What does that have to do with being mean? No, I mean like you want you got off on being the best. You needed to compete. You you were but, no. I just try to do my best at comedy. Mm. I just try to do my best. Yeah, you're not looking. I'm not trying to be. First of all, I think that like awards or rankings or anything like that when it comes to art is ridiculous. Ugh. Like the this is the Emmy Award winning movie. This is the Oscar Award winning this. This is the fucking the Grammy Award winning song. Like. Shut the fuck up. What you're yeah. doing is this is a business and the business is getting people to see who's number one. And so all these advertisers pay to watch the show or to, to promote on the show and people watch it. I wonder who's going to win best album of the year. Like it gets crazy. There's a million great albums every year. How many thousands of albums are out and how many people subjectively look at those albums and say, God, this one really moved me. This one spoke to me in a dark time. Yeah. This one really picked up me up at the gym. This I've, I fucking love this. One, it reminds me of my husband or my wife and this is you know the, the idea that one is better than the other it's like it's so subjective it's crazy you're right i mean lizzo's album came out in 2016 and everyone slept on it until mm. this year so yeah, you're absolutely right even know who she was until i saw her dancing around on some award show mm -hmm. and i'm like that lady the one where she busted out the flute like out of her vagina where lit. Amazing. She's lit. I didn't want to like. I didn't want to like it. Fucking I, so much power. So much power. Yeah, she's got so much energy. Sexy. T like I was just like turned on by the whole thing. I really. Did you? You got turned on. I just get like if she grabbed you by the back of your hair and just stuffed you in there, you'd be all good. Stuffed me down in her vagina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. I mean, like <laughs> Lizzo. I would go down on Lizzo. Would you? A hundred percent. And I've never gone down on a girl, although it is really? kind of on my bucket list. It's on your bucket I list? I want to be able to say I've done it. It's not something mm. I crave, um, but I'm going to do it what? at some okay. point in my life. Good luck, ladies, whoever you are out there. I have my eye on a couple. <clears throat> yeah. I'm, I hope I'm, they know. Uh, do they yeah, know? Yeah, it's, it's weird because I like... Do you not have like a male gaze, do you? What do you mean? Like you have your eye on them. Like if a guy has his eye on a girl, it could be creepy if the girl's not into it. Like, oh, Jesus, here comes this guy. Oh, right, like, right. Like, oh, here comes Nikki trying to eat my pussy again. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I, I test the waters and I'm like, have you ever like done anything with a girl? Because I've never even done anything with a girl. So, mm. I mean, I made out with my girlfriends in high school, but that was before I even kissed a boy and I just wanted to kiss You anyone. just want to try it. Yeah. Uh -huh. But since then, never fooled around with a girl. But there's some that I'm just like, I can't help that I'm... 
I'm attracted. I, I not. I don't uh, consider myself gay, but I'm on the spectrum somewhere. I'm on that. Mm. I could do it. And You're recently, I've been like, yeah, I need to. I need to need to get in there. Eat some puss. Woo! Because <clears throat> I've never done it, and I expect men to do it to me. Right. I think I should understand what it's like, and um, and be able to empathize. Mm. And. No guy thinks that is straight about sucking uh, cock. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, hmm, maybe I should suck a couple of dicks so I can empathize. Just because you could see what that's like. <laughs> just taste, just lick your own finger if you get some cum on it, just to experience oh. it. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. But What you, else is on your bucket list? Um, I think that's it. Sky and diving? I really hope that I get this accomplished before I'm like dying and like 88 or something right. and my grandkids have to like find a nurse to squat over my fucking mm. bed or like one thing or like you're old and rich and successful mm. and some lady does not want you to eat her pussy but she does want a gucci bag <laughs> i'll definitely be able to buy that bitch a gucci bag <laughs> my face will look like one at that point <laughs> yeah bucket list I'm, do you have any bucket list things no 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 you've already done them all yeah, I don't have anything. I, I, everything I'm doing, I like to keep doing. I would like to be in a. Um, I would like to be in love and loved back as much as I love. I would like to Aww. be in a loving relationship at some point. Aww. It doesn't have to last forever. Aww. But I, I know that sounds like. Oh, it sounds good. Yeah, and I don't think it's. It might not happen, and I'm okay with that. Why wouldn't it happen? You're because nice I could person. die young. Whoa! All right, you could. I could totally die young. Yeah, we could all we could all get hit in the head by a meteor right now. Come right down. On something this roof. could happen. The an earthquake. Like yeah, and then I would die without having a pussy, pussy in my what mouth or anything else. Love in my heart. Love in your. <laughs> and um, <laughs> um, do you think you could ever be in a relationship with a woman? Yeah, probably. Really? Yeah. I mean, I really want a relationship with you a man Lizzo? first. What yeah. If she takes you around with a dog collar on your neck. I mean, I don't want to be a sex slave. I only no, in the bedroom do I want to. I want. I don't want to be one out and about. Not a sex slave. But in the bedroom, yeah, I'm down to be really? a fucking slave. This woman wrote me recently because she knows that I'm into like bondage and stuff like that. Yeah, I saw that on your Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Are I you dig really? It, it, it truly is. I mean, I I like it because it is forced laziness. Like I say in my joke, like it, you can't do anything to a guy. Like, and by the way, it's not that I don't like doing things to men. It's just that I feel like I'm not good at a lot of those things I have bad rhythm so like jerking guys off rhythm. or like sucking dick I just I'd rather you do well, it to me sucking dick makes sense it's really hard for a guy to suck his own dick but jerking off I used to have a joke about it like having a girl jerk you off is like trying to brush your teeth with your left hand hilarious like, no matter what it's like you can't do it right yes just, you ever try to brush your teeth my right hand knows where every wait tooth that's is. so true my right hand just fucking goes yeah it knows my left hand i cannot i gotta move my head to keep up with my brush yes that's why i like when guys grab my head and just oh, just like force it take 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 the take the wheel take the wheel i don't know what you want hmm. but i'm getting better at it but <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I've had to like give some blowjobs just out of like, I need to practice. When a girl can jerk you off, if a girl jerks you off, she's really yeah. good at it. You're like, Jesus, how many guys you jerk off? God, we can't Where'd win, can we? Skill? No, you can't. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You, I thought you were going to go, no, you can win. You just go, no, you can't. That felt really good. Thank you for acknowledging it. No, hand jobs, I just... Uh, well, I feel like fingering, too. Like Girls probably are like way better at fingering. No, get no? in there. Whoa. I love being fingered. God, Woo! it's the best. Jesus. I love it. Um, the no, thing, because difference it, in girls and guys, girls have smaller hands. 
I would yeah. imagine like thick fingers, like a mason, like a guy who is a bricklayer. Get him up there. Guy, I don't know, guy. man. <laughs> Get him up there. Get him all up there. I don't mind it. I just uh, like it because it just, I've never enjoyed masturbation with my own hand because I feel like it's like tickling myself. Like this does not make me laugh. But if anyone did that to me, I'd be like, ah, you know? Right. It just, it, I can predict my own mm, I get it. M- movement. So I don't. What about toys? I do use toys, but um, I, uh, and I talk about one of my special, particularly that's amazing that sucks your clit. Like, By the way, your special's out right now. Right now, banging on, on Netflix. Right now. What's right it now. Called? Banging. Banging? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It's a good name. Yeah. Thank you. I like it. Thanks a lot. And uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I worked really hard on it. I, I wanted to call it fucking men because it's about like fucking men, but it's also like about fucking men but netflix was like no that's we want children to watch i'm like uh, children children i mean they were just like it's gonna make it so like children not children but it might be more censored to different demographics of our audience and i'm like well the people that couldn't handle that title shouldn't be watching it anyway right but whatever i'm glad banging works and also i'm going on tour i just want to say i'm going on tour january uh for my first theater tour the bang it out tour and uh, tickets are on sale now <laughs> and i really want people to go because it's going to be all new material anyway very excited when did you film i filmed in may in may oh that's a good amount yeah. of time right? yeah and i filmed another special the 20 minute special for the degenerates on netflix that oh, comes out at in december damn yeah. look at you an hour and a 20 minute one yeah whoa you're crazy yeah i got wow. a lot of material man i'm just on the i'm on the people go you have so much material it's like if i didn't there'd be something wrong i'm on i perform every night I'm on, i would be so bored if i right. wasn't cranking it out that's the key right just, it really is. It is. I it don't makes sit it down so much and write. More exciting. L- last time I was here, we went on over all your notes. Ever, I think about you all the time because I'm like, I need to organize my jokes better and go over them. And I just, I just can't do it. <laughs> I just, but I'm gonna try. I'm gonna start. I want to. Well, why couldn't you? It's, I mean, there's I could. Nothing there's absolutely stop you. I could. May I? No. But but it's you know it would help, right? Yeah. You think it would help or no? But I'm killing it as is. Ooh, look at you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> why fix something that ain't broke? Like, yeah. I, my, I could be better. And that's the thing. No one will ever know how good I could be Ooh. if I actually tried as hard as I... Because I don't yeah. try as hard as I can. People go, Nikki, you work so hard. And I'm like, you don't understand how much I'm not working. Like, I don't write down any joke. It's all a one word in my notes. I don't go. I don't listen to old sets. The only reason I record sets, I record every set. It's so that if I die tragically, that my parents can re- use my recordings and like make money from like my <laughs> lost tapes. I truly, I gave my parents my cell phone password. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! So that they can get in there and get them. That is and re- hilarious. And make some money off me. You know who I hear is a fucking crazy hard worker? It's Michelle Wolf. Oh, dear God, yes. I heard she writes two hours every day. I can't even be a, a, around her because she's always talking about jokes and writing, and it makes me insecure about not writing enough jokes. But and you're work. hilarious. And I, she's like said, hilarious. Yes. Like, you do it your Our way, she does it her way. both work. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's all about how much time and focus you put on stand-up, and, and there's probably a point of no return like or, or diminishing returns where you can put yes. too much work into it, and then it feels flat and stale. Yes, or overwriting. Mm-hmm. Uh, For sure. Th- there were a couple jokes I did on the Degenerates taping that were brand new, and I just did them not because I needed to, but because I was like, these are more exciting to me than my old stuff. Let me just do it. And then the next weekend I go on the road, and the joke becomes even better. I add of more course. tags or whatever. But then a week after that, I'm like, it's even better. I've added more, and it's not better. The first version of it was always the best, and I'm glad I put that down because sometimes – 
it gets too convoluted and you get away from the... I, I'm glad I got some of that stuff out there. Because sometimes the first time you say it is the best. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Most of the time for me, uh, it gets better. Most of yeah. the time for me, I get better versions of it. Okay. The only um, the only time that changes is when something is like really current. Like something happens that day and I go on stage about it that day. Right. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. The first time you say something is usually like... You have the most energy for it. Yeah, Maybe sometimes. the second because you know it already killed once and then the second is usually Yeah, but best. for me, it's the, the process always is getting the bit tighter and better. It's, it always gets better. I've never, it's very rare that I have a bit and it's really good in the beginning and then after a few months, I, it, it flattens out. Usually just the tags get better. Yeah. I tighten it up. But especially when you're doing a lot of sets, you get a sense of how it works, how it doesn't work. As long as you're still feeling the feelings yeah. that you felt when you wrote it, because that's sure. when it can, if you can be doing it a really long time, and then you're like, I'm just not even this person where this came from anymore. Yeah. But yeah, Bill yeah. Cosby, I remember him on that com- comedian documentary um, saying that he writes a joke and he adds like one word, and then as soon as it gets not funny, he takes that word out and goes back to like, mm. and uh, but he was also like raping everyone yeah, for so like many years. So it's hard to say what he was it's- really thinking when he was saying that. <laughs> can't take him at his word. We were just talking about this, that some woman who's an attorney was saying that he may very well be the biggest serial raper in history. Yes. I mean, I don't know why I was excited about that. I know, but it's goddamn crazy. It's a crazy thing Mr. Huxtable. And you know, couldn't some of those women possibly have died from... ODing. Oh, sure. I mean, it's not like he did a test on them to find out right. like, what health what situations heart conditions they, oh, they might yeah. have. Oh, yeah. I mean, who knows what he's... People have adverse reactions to medication all the time. And back then, it was, who knows what that's, what was in that stuff. Uh, some women reported waking up being... They didn't know how many days had passed. They were dehydrated and disordered. I mean, yeah. they woke up near death, you yeah. know? So I'm guessing he... Maybe it was... You know, I and wish he would tell the truth. You he know? won't. He's not capable of it. He never will. But I wish he would tell the truth. Like I would love if, like, someone. I mean, he's so old now. It's going to be really hard because I'm sure he thinks about his legacy and he's full of shit. But I, I would love it if he could just say, like, what what was going through his head when he would drug them? Like, did he think they were beneath him? Like, what was it? He had to have. He had to have. I think it's a it's a celebrity thing because he always exhibited the weirdest parts of the celebrity uh, situation. Like he felt above people and privileged. Like I'll never forget he was interviewing Ron, Wanda Sykes interviewed him at some award show and he chastised her for the way she was talking to him. And, and he was wearing sunglasses inside and he just had this arrogance about him. Like, here's Wanda Sykes, who's this hilarious comedian and she's great. He should have been excited to talk to her. But instead, he had this feeling that he was like this royalty and he didn't, you know, didn't appreciate her language or use of language. Well, he'd raped like 150 yeah. women. Like, like, what in the fuck? But that, that sort of, I am above everyone. You know, I worked at a casino and they told me that he would eat dinner and he wanted the entire staff in his dressing room to watch him eat. What? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the lady was really freaked out by it. She goes, he would have the entire crew, like everyone, door people, everyone, stand there while he ate curry. He would eat his food. And then at night... That was actually more entertaining than the act he was taking Ah. around at that time because I fell asleep seeing him one time, which was ironic. (laughs) 
I really, I, he came to my college and I, I fell asleep. This is and, why you were in school though? Yeah. But you were probably hungover. Probably actually, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he would have also, to watch gross. He also had uh, the security guard tuck him in. Ugh. Yeah, he said the, he wanted the security guard to tuck him into bed and then shut the door and turn the lights out. I mean, you must see this though when people. I've like, never seen that. That seems like super extreme. How do you stay grounded and not think you're better than other people? <laughs> it's pretty easy. First of all, I do jujitsu. I get my ass kicked. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of difficult things that I'm not good at. I think that's very important. Yeah. Do a lot of difficult things. Yeah. But also, I just don't have that attitude. I've never thought that I was better than people. Right. Just, I'm good at certain things, but it's all because of time and effort. Yeah. You know, which is one of the reasons why it's really important to do things that you're not good at do difficult things because it reignites that part of your brain where you're learning things yeah instead of just tightening up what you already know you, you remember when you first started doing stand-up <clears throat> and you were like so awkward at it like it's i remember i was terrible and i was clunky in every set like this could be an emotional fucking train wreck for me here we go and i was so nervous now like uh you know i did a set tuesday night at the comedy store i go there all my friends are there we're all laughing and joking i can't wait to get up there like, yeah i got the material already everybody's there to see me like hey everybody what's up it's easy so i do difficult stuff a yes. lot of difficult things that's why sometimes they get violently high before i go on stage do you? as a new challenge because really? i'll be up there like what the fuck are you saying what are you doing like Violently high? Like, you know, to the point where it's like, I shouldn't be d doing stand-up. Mm -hmm. But it gives me a new challenge because stand-up doesn't even raise my heart rate anymore. But don't you think that getting really high when you go on stage opens up some weird thoughts sometimes? Yes. And those come in, they become new bits. Yes, all yeah. the time. Well, a lot of people that don't drink will listen to you go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. You're not sober? So you get high? Mm -hmm. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Oh, you just substituted one addiction for another. And I'll tell you, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Because I can't, I got to have something. I was I was totally sober for several years, and it felt great, and I had the stamp of approval from the sober community. And and um, I don't say I'm sober. I just say I don't drink. I'm very, like, those words are important to me because people feel so betrayed when they're like, but you smoke weed? Um, I do it because it makes me happy. And, and it doesn't it. seem to... I quit drinking because it was affecting my career. My career is my most important thing in my life and my relationships. And um, But weed has not negatively infected those to the point that I need to quit. As soon as it does, I'll be done. And I'll read The Easy Way to Stop Smoking Pot by a guy who's now dead. So <laughs> I, that book doesn't exist. But Well, I think that pot is a different thing. And for me, um, I like it because it makes me more sensitive. It makes me nicer. Makes me more friendly. Me too. I have more of a sense of community. Like I'll, I want to hug people. Yeah. I'm, I'm and I'm very thoughtful when I'm high. I'm I'm like, you know, you can call it paranoia, but I'm I'm thoughtful. I'm thinking. Yeah. I don't want people to be upset. I want everybody to get along well. I want to compliment people. I want people to feel good. I like it. <clears throat> but for this whole month, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. This is sober October. Right. So me and Ari and Bert and Tom, we have this thing. We yeah. Do oh, every I know. October. So it's. And you're reading a book? It's on right now. Yeah. We read 500 pages. That's good. What it's, are you reading? Bert can't read. <laughs> like Bert sitting down with a book. He's not reading. Is so hilarious. I don't, I don't to believe me. it. He's. See, it's on the honor system. So I think he's probably going to throw an audio book on and just lie. Yeah, you can't. No, I heard you guys talking about that. No audio no books because you, you can space out. Yeah, it's like listening to a podcast. No, no, no. Yeah, he's got a he's got a right. eyes to page. Right, and then I want a book report. <laughs> I haven't even started. I haven't started any book. I'm I'm listening to a bunch of books on tape, which is most of the way I consume yeah. books. 
But um, can I recommend a book to you? Please. Okay, get ready. I'm ready. It's called Cupid's Poisoned Arrow. Ooh. And it's about how orgasms are ruining us, and our relationships, and our happiness. And it talks about how I'm I'm all for this right now, and it's a wild concept. And I've only read three three chapters of this book, so just I don't have all the information. But what I do know is that orgasms are this rush of like blood, whatever your Mm -hmm. your limbic system is all fired up when you have an orgasm and. Everything we do in our lives to, like, have stability and, you know, um, kind of lower anxiety and and fight depression is about balancing that and not spiking it ever. So orgasms are throwing us off constantly. And we're not supposed to be having this many of them. (laughs) Men, men should. Um, Here's the thing, though, about men and orgasms is that they want to run right after they come it's in your dna to get the fuck out of there because as a caveman there was you can't make something pregnant twice so once you came on to the next teepee to fuck the girl's cousin that you just like it wasn't about you weren't gonna stay and cuddle so that's why men want to fucking run let me tell you something yeah that's not really true what it's only true Mm -hmm. if you don't actually like the person if you're only attracted to them and horny. If you're only attracted to them and horny, but you don't like them as a person, yeah, once you come, you're like, oh my God, I got to get out of here. But if you like them as a person, once you come, you're like, that was great. <clears throat> then you just want to hang out. Mm, trust me, I am actually a man. I, tr- I do trust you, but I also think that there, it, you would want to hang out even more if you didn't come. That's not true. Really? Yes. Here's my thing, though. I've had a lot of instances. This book spoke to me because I cannot trace what happens between a guy liking me and not and slow fading me than to an orgasm. You're an intense person. Okay. And you're very smart. You're also very ambitious. And uh, without any um, derogatory intent saying this at all, you're a lot of work. But it doesn't mean you're bad. <clears throat> it just means you're... You're a powerful person. You got a lot going on. Yeah. You're intense. Yeah. You're thinking all the time. You know, you're questioning things. Mm -hmm. You question yourself. You question this and that. And you're just, you're a lot of work. Yeah. And some guys just can't fucking deal. And maybe the right guy (sighs) can. You got to find the right guy. There's like everybody. This is my theory on human beings. Like no one is for everybody. There's not one person out there that's the perfect fit for everybody. Yeah. But if you find someone who has your the right slots for your hands, like it fits in like this, then you're good. But if it lands like this, where they have two things, like they have big tits and you know they like to fuck, but afterwards yeah. they're annoying and they talk too much, fuck, you're gonna, you know, it's not gonna work. Yes, it's not gonna work. But the problem is, men, look, men are horny all the time. They're attracted to women, right? And then sometimes that horniness and that attractiveness, you get confused and think you actually like the person. And you, right. it seems like you're a liar, but you're not a liar at the time know, before no. you come, before you come, you're being earnest. But then once you spooge, you're like, I got to get the fuck out of here. I this know. is just yappy, yappy, yap, 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 oh nonsense talk. I got to get the fuck away. Yeah. And then some That's people. That's what I feel. Right. But it's you're meeting the wrong people. Some people would be perfect with I'm the way so you talk about stuff. I'm so fun and funny. Yes. Like, that's the thing. I'm like, what changed between me us hanging out, you liked me, and then I sucked your dick, and now you don't 
watch my Instagram stories anymore. Okay, you can't ask someone to watch your Instagram stories. No, I'm not. I'm not actually asking that. But it's like that's right. an indication if someone likes you. Why? Because I mean, it's just it just means that they're checking. I don't watch check- any of my friends because people that I love dearly. I don't watch any of their fucking Instagram no, stories. No, because you're not you're not dating in on Instagram. But so even like, if I was. You would. I'm, no, I wouldn't. Joe. Trust me. Okay. I well, wouldn't. Maybe you're too busy, but here's here's my... <laughs> but if you like... That's how you show you like someone now no, in Instagram. No, you call them up. Okay, I would you love... You call them. people. Yeah. You hang out with them. You're nice to them when you see them. I don't want to watch you fucking eat cake <laughs> on Instagram and watch your fucking boomerangs with a fork full of cake. <laughs> yeah, you're I'm right. I'm so not interested in that. I'm busy. Yeah. I got shit to do. And... Time is super valuable for me. I'm not watching anybody's fucking Instagram okay. stories. No one. I don't watch them. If well, I watch it, it's an accident. That's how I know when someone likes me. If oh, a well. guy's face keeps popping up <laughs> underneath my story and I'm like, oh my God, he's watching my stuff constantly. Is that how it works? I didn't even know that someone and a lot of times tell that someone's watched your Instagram story. Yeah, so you can flip up on them and see who's watching. And I'll, I'll speak to your While point. they're like, watching a lot or of have time, watched them? Have watched them. Oh. And now if... A lot of times a guy will be too busy or I'll be too busy, but I need, I need to let this guy know that I like him. So I'll just flip through him very quick. I won't even oh watch him, but I want God. my face to pop up so he knows I'm interested. It's just a way to be like, hey, I'm into you. Okay. And it's just a way to indicate. Now, th- it happened. it's happened to me with a couple guys that I've really liked that they're in- they're interested. And then after we hook up, no more. And And it's not because I wasn't good at what I was doing. I really don't think it's that. Or like, why do you have an idea of what it was without asking? Um, well, I have asked, and a lot of times, or one time, they've said, and then I think it's actually tells me no, a couple times actually. I, I get they're too vulnerable with me, and then I've seen too much in terms of like they've let me in in a way emotionally that they've never let a woman in before, and then they're like. There, I remind them of the fact that they might have cried with me or something, and then they don't want to be around it anymore. That sounds like what I would say if I'm trying to get rid of somebody. Really? Yeah. I don't think that's true. Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, if you really love someone and you really love being around them, what do you care if you're vulnerable exactly. around them? If you do care about that, you're some kind of a pussy that you're doesn't right. deserve to be in a relationship anyway. Okay. That could be it. And they could Why is pussy a bad word? Let's let's talk about that. Pussy? Yeah, someone saying you're a pussy. Like that's ridiculous. So everybody that's straight males love pussy. Love pussy. Right. A lot of girls love pussy. Well, I, when they when love someone their calls pussy. someone a pussy, I'm not thinking about a vagina though. That's why it's so screwy. It's a screwy word. Yeah. It's like we were talking about earlier, like the with the use of words. And cunt. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a, but pussy's a weird one. It's like it doesn't make any sense. Like, like pussies aren't scared of you. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I guess like I think cat, cat. I think pussy cat. It's from came from pussy cat. Yeah, but cats are just smart. They're like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah, I don't it's know. Not that, they're that doesn't make sense. Yeah, they're not scared as much as they're wise. If they were your size, you would be fucked. Fucking freaked fucked. out. Like, I'm scared the of reason, cats. All, the, the reason why they are. cats are scared is because they're little and you're big. Yeah, if they were your size, <laughs> they would fuck you up. Like That's this what idea I always that say it's about a scaredy cat. Check a cat out with a squirrel. Watch what the fuck happens. Oh, yes. Cats are scary. Do you know how many fucking animals domestic cats kill in this country every year? Oh, my God. Billions. Birds. Billions. 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 Really billions. Yeah. It's it's a crazy number. They're, They're ruthless little animals. Yeah. I love them. I love cats. I do too. But I they, mean, I've never had them, but I got a sweet little buddy named Prince Oliver. 
He's the best. He's a ragdoll cat. You just pick him up and he just goes limp, starts purring. Uh, he's the best. And does uh, Marshall get get along? Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Marshall gets along with everybody. I know. That everybody dog. except squirrels. Squirrels. Squirrels are his enemy. Squirrels. Yeah. And my daughter has a rabbit that he tried to kill once. Oh, yeah. Not good. Rabbit got away, though, luckily. Good. Yeah. But now that rabbit's... Well, he had out. to be taught, like, hey, fuck face, you can't kill a rabbit. Okay. And he's like, okay, oh, I didn't know. thought it was just a rabbit yeah. rabbit. I didn't know it was a friendly rabbit. I'm going to see some birds after this. Where are you going? I'm going to go to a, a bird shop. Ooh. Just a parrot shop my friend knows about. I was like, I need some... That's why I was so glad Marshall came in today. I was like, I needed some... Animal love. Animal love. It's so oh. therapeutic. You forget. You can hang out with him after the show. He's so, he's so good. I just want to <laughs> snuggle with him. He's great. Do you have any dogs or... Gotcha, I had two dogs that I um, gave to my parents because I moved to New York City and um, moved to like a tiny apartment, four floor walk up. And uh, I just started like wishing that they weren't alive, which mm. is like crazy. Because take them out every day. Yeah, I was just times. resenting them yeah. and like finding myself being a little less kind to them. Not mm. abusive ever, but right. just not as like, I love you. It's just like every time I would see them, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm here to walk you. Like I was just right. a bitch around them and right. I, I and then my life was unmanageable and so uh with them and i was paying so much money for dog walkers i wasn't even seeing them people coming in and out of my house and then they were barking when i was gone they were just had didn't have good lives so i gave them to my parents and my sister i'm going mm. to see them this weekend but i i loved them so much and i wish my i wish i had a job that um could have dogs in it i can't mm. wait to like not be on the road so much or have do a family you like working in new york do you like living and working in i new do york? yeah, yeah. Do you like doing those sets running around doing short sets all over the place yeah, yeah. i like it boom 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 but i do that yeah. here too when i'm here laugh factory improv comedy mm. store so I, I could i want to be here and there i haven't decided yet but i'm back and forth well, um, if you're here, all the time you could get a yard I know. Mm -hmm. That's when I had dogs and I was happy. Talk to Whitney. Here. She's got a gang of dogs. I know. She's, she's got like a giraffe, got, a couple she's horses. Got a bunch of, she's got horses. She's got a bunch so of shit. So many animals. Yeah. yeah. I want Whitney's life. Whitney was yeah. the one that told me about that fucking no orgasm book. Mm. Whitney saved my life with a, not saved my life, but like is changing my life with a book. Cause I ran into her one time backstage and I was like, bitch, how did you get engaged? Why are you so happy? <laughs> I've known you forever. I've watched you from afar. And even though you've like you were always just, you know, Whitney and I met, I moved to town in 2006 and I found her on MySpace. Just, she had some clip up and I watched her. I was like, she's funny as hell. And I reached out and was like, let's be friends. We used to do the open mic circuit together. And then we kind of went our separate ways. And I watched her from afar, and she was always, like, kind of struggling with men in the same way I was. Then all of a sudden, she's engaged and happy and saving horses. And I asked her one night recently, I was like, what did you do? And she was like, I read a book. And it wasn't that book. It was this other book called Getting to I Do. It's such a humiliating title. But it just teaches you as a woman to, like, stop trying to run shit because we're so empowered as women now to be like, I can have anything I want. I want that. I'm going to get it. And um, it relationships don't work that way. They sometimes do if you're a more masculine kind of woman, which doesn't mean that you're going for a feminine guy. Yes, as it like, does. Well, I mean, it means you're going for a guy who is comfortable in the receiving role. But most women want to have a guy chase them. But us empowered women are running around like, hey, ask me out. Let's go out. And it's like men don't fucking want that. Well, they some like to men chase. Do. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Those are the yeah. feminine men. But not even feminine men. Some, feminine some the masculine wrong word. men like strong women. Yes. That's what I'm looking for. I realize that I definitely I can't put 
Anyway, this book just talks about how pick a lane. Feminine, masculine, figure out what you are and stick with it and don't try to be both in a relationship. Mm. And it's uh, it's changed a lot of my friends' lives and mine. Really? Yeah, just by being like, okay, I'm not going to chase these guys anymore. If a guy's not reaching out to me, he doesn't like me, wait for him to reach out to me. It's pretty much the whole concept of like he's just not that into you kind of stuff. But it's just reminding women that men need to chase us in order to feel like they've uh, feel like men really don't take the power away from them they're turned on by that they want to earn our love and our bodies they want to earn it don't Jesus, just give it, it to sounds them like such a generalization it, it is but it's based in a lot of science the book getting to i do science. i really yeah this this doctor wrote this book and the title is fucking terrible well, but wait a minute how could you have science in regards to emotional connections and relationship where, where, where's their science um i forget but <laughs> i'm just gonna be honest with you i don't I know mean, how but evolutionary it re- biology mm-hmm. that, that establishes certain roles and there's a reason for certain roles and why people pursue certain things and there's studies that have done that but it, the problem is th- th- these generalizations, and they apply to one. Like, oh, if a girl's really hot and she's chasing a guy, guys are into it. Like, we don't. It's not like maybe at first, but then they end up resenting it. Oh, I don't believe that. I do. Yeah, but I'm a man. But you I'm gotta a woman. Trust me. You got to trust what I've. What I've. I'm a. I'm a I hot lady that's gone after some guys that don't deserve me. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if that's what it is. I don't know if that's what it is. I think you're intense. And I think that's what scares <laughs> oh, guys shit. off. I think that's what it is. <laughs> okay. But it's not that you would scare every guy off. Yeah. You just scare these guys that can't handle intensity. Yeah. Some people can't take spicy food. Yeah. That's what it is. Okay. That makes me feel better. It's it's all about compatible personalities. It's all about it. I'm also deeply afraid of any kind of intimacy because I have... I mean, if you were really breaking it down, I have low self-esteem, which I'm working on and ever, you know, a year. But you don't sound like you have low self-esteem. You call yourself empowered and hot and you say all these good things about yourself. You're out there killing it. I'm not as hot as I want to be or could, (laughs) would kill to be, literally kill. I would murder someone to be hotter. How many people? Mm, A couple. If I could get away with it. Okay. If you could look like Beyonce, how many people would you murder? Do I have to do that by hand and do I get away with it? With a knife. You have to do it with a knife. Um, if it's like Bill Cosby, yeah, easy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could c- murder him. Yeah, I could. I, yeah, but I would, if I could like the box where you like you press a, a button and five people die. If this would be like an episode of Black Mirror, if there was, <laughs> if there was just a room, you go into a room and Bill Cosby sitting there oh. with his fucking cataracts. Yes. And uh, I give you this, <gasps> this knife. Okay. And uh, I say, listen, we can make this happen, but I need you to do something for me. Need you to go in there and take care of this monster. Yes. You think you could stab Bill Cosby? Yes. Really? And he literally is probably the only person that I could do that to. What about Harvey Weinstein? Mm, I don't, I mean, yeah, he's disgusting and yeah, probably. Yeah. If I give me the vanity fair about him, the, like, let me freshly read all the accusations. Like I need to have it with Bill Cosby. I just feel like there's been so right. many stories and I've really sunk my teeth into all of it. Thing. It's a different but thing. But if you, if you let me talk to a couple of victims and hear what he did, I mean, I could do it to so many people. I'm but, trying to think of like a terrible person. But I don't person. like violence and that does freak me. I'd rather just strangle him. Have his think, eyes pop out even more. Strangling him is less violent than stabbing him. I just don't like blood. Mm. And like, pe- like, pe- like even like stepping Piercing. on a cockroach, you like have to crunch. hear it crunch. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I don't want that. What if you had to kill him with like a sledgehammer? 
Oof, that's blood too, and that's like blunt force. I, yeah, I could probably do it. Could you? Oh yeah. Okay, good. I just want. I don't want to be alone on this. Yeah. Okay, good. Bill Cosby. What if you rape one of my daughters? Oh my easy. god. Easy to kill him. Easy. Easy. I'd probably. Yeah, I don't want to say what I'd do. Really? Come yeah, on. I'd do it slow, and then I throw him off a roof. Oh yeah. I would act. I would actually like go in and act like I was like a fan. Really? And be like, can I run some jokes by you and have him like lecture me? Whoa. And like just earn a little bit of his trust. And then, and then jump on his chest like a yes. spider monkey. Yeah. Fucking shank him. Just fucking go to town. Yeah. Isn't it'd it, feel good. Isn't it crazy that five years ago, no one would ever think that? Oh, I did. Oh, really? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is all pre-rape. Oh. Um, my feelings of him. No, you're right. I mean, that would be, the, what an insane conversation. Right. To have had, like, to imagine having uh, this conversation in 2009. No, I want to kill Bill Cosby. People are like, "What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? He's America's dad." There's someone right now that we could be having this conversation about that we Do we don't know that we don't know. I don't think anybody is like that. Guy. Not like that. Because I heard about that guy in 1994 when I was on news radio when I was on a sitcom. They were talking about Bill Cosby drugging people, and I forget who was having the conversation, but they were like, "Bill Cosby drugs people," and I was like, "What?" Like, yeah, like it was like inside Hollywood talk, like on the set. They were saying that someone knew someone who Bill Cosby drugged. He drugs women and has sex with them. I was like, he would what the make, fuck? he wrote jokes about it. Yes. He talked it about it on late night TV about wrote, slipping a Spanish fly into someone's yes, drink. Yes. Yeah. He wrote an episode of his show where he was like at a barbecue and like there's something in the barbecue sauce and the yeah. girls are kind of like, Ugh. Yes, yes. Isn't that crazy? Dude, you know what's been happening to me is that, so I like, I I have been um, like, you know, talking with guys, texting with guys, um, FaceTiming, like all these long distance stuff because I'm scared of intimacy, whatever. And um, I've been having these like really intimate m- moments with men where it's like our, our relationship reaches that like, oh, this might be something. Let's maybe meet up and we make plans. And I find out the next day, they were and I think they're like maybe on my way to be my boyfriend and they were on Ambien and they don't remember any of it whoa I've been Ambient a couple times and I don't think and, and by guys that I'm like they don't have a drinking problem I'm finally engaging in like a sober relationship or sober-ish and then they they and they don't remember anything and I'm like we made plans to go to Mexico together like you <laughs> I, I Kevin this is James. Priceline I can't get a Kevin James made, made dinner when he was on Ambien Dude. and then thought someone broke into his house. Like he went to the store and got like a turkey and cooked it, made mashed potatoes, stuffing, gravy, they did the whole thing, cooked. Yeah. And then woke up in the morning and they were like, what did you do last night? You cooked? He's like, what the f- I didn't fucking cook. Oh my like God. he really thought someone broke into his house and cooked dinner. <laughs> That stuff's horrible. Yeah. It's so bad. I've got guys waking up in relationships with me and they're like, they didn't know it. They're ready to go to Mexico. Like, the, what? What's my passport doing out? They, and huh? I don't like Mexico? you like that. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, we, and I go to sleep with like butterflies in my stomach of like, God, we finally connected tonight. Something <laughs> happened. He finally saw what I saw the whole time. And the next day I'll make like, I'll kind of like be like, so last night, like, one time, one guy, we had phone sex for the first time. We were like, and it felt like real sex. You know, sometimes it can feel very connected, phone sex or FaceTime, Skype sex, whatever it is. How and far like, away did this guy live? Um, uh, mid middle of the country. Oh, okay. Yeah, 
and I was in New York. I thought you were going to say Midtown. Midtown. <laughs> I was like, why don't you just get in an Uber? <laughs> like, this is crazy. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I heard mid. I was like, oh my God, please don't say Midtown. <laughs> yeah, and we... We finally like got naked together on the, mm. and I was like, oh my God, like this is, and it was never really sexual before that. Like there was little flirty things, but I was like, when is this guy going to make a fucking move? And like, mm. and he did, mm. but he was on Ambien and blacked out the, didn't remember any of it. Oh. <laughs> Not even a are. second. Look how angry she is. I was oh. so pissed because the next day I went oh. into work, I was skipping around. I was like, dude, I told all my girlfriends, like. I met a guy, like this guy is like the guy that I've been talking to them about. I have a radio show, so every morning I go in and like debrief my producers and I'm like, it, last night we like hooked up and it's happening. And um, and then I talked to him later on and he was just like, wait, what are you talking about? And I was like, and he goes, I don't really, re I didn't even know we talked last night. And it was, it just sucked. And then it happened to me recently again. There's a lot of people on that shit. A lot. I a did lot. it recently. My friend gave it to me because I... Um, I, I guess I shouldn't say that, but my, I took some and <laughs> I guess I could, shouldn't say I, that. you shouldn't say that. You <laughs> Just don't say the friend's name. Yeah. Okay. You're all right. Okay. So some fucking asshole gave you ambient. some, <laughs> I was working with Bill Cosby. I didn't even mean to. He was my friend. Um, and because I was just having a really rough time, uh, I did the the roast of Alec Baldwin and I was not getting enough sleep, which I know you guys were talking about the other night. Sleep is fucking everything. Yeah. And I had a, a meltdown and I had a, a Netflix taping to do the next night. My friend was like, take this Ambien. You're not going to sleep otherwise. And I took it and it, and I took Instagram off my phone. I took Twitter off my phone. I cleared my room of food because you don't know what's going to happen. Got the best night's sleep of my life, though. You took all those things off your phone. Oh yeah, I was like, yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna get racist in, <laughs> when I do Ambien. What if that is what causes it? I don't know what that can is happen. Hilarious I, I, that you planned that far ahead. You oh, took Instagram off, off your phone. So my Ambien state would have had to go into the app store, re-download it, type in my, you know, like a right. lot of things. Yeah. All right. and That's so, a very clever thing. That's very smart of you. I don't want to get canceled yet. <laughs> I mean, someday I will want to get canceled. Do you think so? Yeah, you like because that's such rise a... Rise again? Like yeah. a phoenix? No, not even to rise again. To be like, good, I'm out. I'm going to go start my bird rescue or whatever yeah. the hell. You know? Yeah. That'll be... I'll be okay. It's very difficult to get comics canceled unless they're doing something. I know. You got to get... I mean, even Aziz, which I think he got a fucking terrible deal. Like, what happened with him was terrible. It sounded like a bad date. Mm -hmm. and it sounds like one person's account of it, and he didn't give his account of it, and, you know, he just tried to stay uh, supportive of Me Too and all that jazz, but that guy got devastated. Oh, that was really... He got wrecked by that. I mean, yeah. really wrecked. And his special is a great indication of it. You see his recent special? It's like a giant apology. I haven't seen it yet, but... I mean, he's a funny guy, and... He didn't get canceled. He's still doing shows yeah. and everything. But as is Louis C.K., he's still doing shows. But those guys are an, an example. Well, Louis more so, right? He's an example because people are protesting. No one's protesting Aziz. You know, he had a bad date. Yeah. But no. But Louis to this day is still getting protested. Like he's still like people show up at his shows. They print every time he does a show somewhere. They print articles. Oh, who cares? He's fine. I I don't care you don't care about him or you don't care? i just like uh, he's fine he'll be fine yes i mean like uh, but emotionally sure mm. you don't care i just like 
emotionally, I think he's going to be fine. I think it's all like you're going to upset some people. They're going to protest, but it's not going to affect your ticket sales or how much people love you. And he knows that. And he's going to be quite all right. It's not the people that do love him. It's the people that hate him. It's like there's always going to be a certain amount of people that do love you, even if you're a terrible person. Yeah. If you're like, look, Donald Trump is one of the things that's fascinating about him to me is that he's the king of the assholes. Like he's an, a self-avowed asshole. It's very obvious that he's an asshole. And then other assholes like, finally, we've got an asshole yeah. speaking for us. Yeah. And they want to wear sunglasses inside and yell <laughs> shit. I mean, this, this is what he attracts, yeah. right? So even if you're an asshole, you're going to get a bunch of people who love you. That's just if you're in a public eye, people choose cult leaders, right? They don't choose them for their positive qualities. They get sucked into this idea of this person liking them and being on a team with this person. And if that person's a strong person, it's even more intoxicating. Donald Trump's a strong person. Celebrities are strong people. Celebrities are famous. Like, I, you know, everybody hates you, Louis, but I support you. There's, you're going to have those no right. matter what you've done. There's people out there that still that show up at R. Kelly's trial. And they, they oh, have I post know. signs and say, we support you. Those bitches knew what they were in for. Like, the, the, really, this is, yeah. this is something that's going on right now to this day. It's because people get incredibly drawn to someone who's in a position of f- fame and power, like, like a Donald Trump or, or anybody. And Louis one of those, too. So it's, it's not that the people who love him don't always love him. And people love Louis before, and they forgive him for what he's done, but there's going to be people that don't. And those people that don't, and they write articles, and it's just like if he reads them, it just like burns on you. It hurts you. It's like, and he's a super sensitive guy. Yeah. So all this stuff, like, it's like he's going to be fine, yes. But it's still it's not devastating. Th- yeah, but didn't he cause a little bit of devastation in some people's lives perhaps for sure yeah, so for sure eye for an eye and and i really think like the the women the angry people who don't like him and aren't going to shows wouldn't have gone to them anyway and yeah it's gonna Maybe hurt to would've. get that google alert for your name <laughs> When, when you know, you got to turn off that feed. One out of ten articles is maybe negative about you, but he's doing all right. I mean, like I talked to him I, at, after it one night at the Comedy Cellar, and he told me some examples of things that have been said to him in public. Like, because I just asked him, I was like, "What has it been like for you?" This is right when he came out of hiding, right? And he told me some stories of things that had happened in public where a woman. Once whispered in his ear, you fucking piece of shit. Like at a, you know, he's at a store or something. Mm -hmm. And then another one where just a woman blatantly in the street was like, fuck you, you know. And it was like, oh my fucking God, this is a nightmare for you walking outside your house. And I'm like, so this is, oh no, those are the only two times of the whole year. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that seems manageable. (laughs) And he goes, he says, but 10 times a day, people are still asking for my picture and autograph. So it's pretty good. So I, I don't think he's suffering that much and I don't think he deserves to suffer that much I'm just saying I think as many people hate him as maybe would have anyway because no one can be famous for too long without people hating them you know what he said a big one was Hmm. a big one was that Parkland thing that joke that he made that got released he said that that really really fucked him up that really fucked him up the response to that because it was after, you know, he had just started to do stand up again after 10 months off. And then he did that joke about the Parkland survivors yeah. about like, why are they interesting? And because you pushed a fat kid in front because you survived. It's like, yeah, you're laughing. See, it's a fucked up thing that someone would say at a yeah. comedy club. When you take that out of context, oh, then, then people get angry at it. But that is a classic 
Louis C.K. line. I mean, that sounds exactly like we would have most celebrated him for yes. it before 100%. this whole thing. 100%. But now he's yep. walking yeah. a fine line. He can't. Well, also, the very beginnings, the embryonic stages of a bit, and that bit could have yeah. been a monster bit. Totally. Yes. It, you're so right. That was the first. Incarnation of that, but yeah, no stand up at all for 10 months, and then he's got this bit and he's working on it and he's got an angle. The angle is why are we these survivors just because they survive doesn't mean they're interesting? (laughs) That's that, but it's true. Love it, it is true. Great bit. It could have been an amazing bit, but some fuckhead had to record it and then put it on YouTube. And then you got guys like Judd Apatow yelling out about it, like as as if this is like Louis' final statement on the subject. Mm. And it's this, especially by other comics, like that. I, I found that whole thing to be so fucked up. It's like, you know what a bit is. Yeah. And you know when someone's trying, like, don't you ever try oh, out new bits? man. I've said some stuff on stage where I, I even say to the crowd, listen, that didn't come out right. <laughs> yes. That was the first. Don't, please of don't course. tell anyone that I just said that. <laughs> Will you all be just cool? Of course. So I, I definitely understand that. And I understand saying things that make people feel really sad and angry and they feel hurt by it and they write mean things to me saying that I've hurt their feelings and it feels shitty when people yeah. hate you. It feels so I do feel for him that way. I do. Yeah. And I that's why I asked him like what is it like like yeah. you're the most beloved and then you were hated. I mean that's got to fucking suck. It's got to suck. And he said he would have gone done that. He would have gone to Africa to disappear or whatever, you know, somewhere to disappear but his kids he couldn't leave. Yeah. And so he did, had to sit around with it. So it's I mean, gotta be super hard. I sympathize or I can empathize with that for sure. Um, and that would suck. And I'm not immune to getting fucking canceled. I'm sure I've said shit before that it's just waiting to resurface. Dude, you said shit on that roast. That could oh my get God. <laughs> I'm scared to do the roast. I was like, this stuff isn't going to age well no. if, with how we're going, you know? Yes. It's scary. You went hard in the paint. Oh, dude, I was I was supposed to go so much harder too. Really? Yeah, I had to cut a lot of jokes. Why'd you have to cut a lot of jokes? Because Caitlyn Jenner didn't want us talking about her car crash. So Jesus Christ, that was like the bulk then, of my material. Don't be here. I know she didn't even know that it was possible that we were going to do that. Oh my God! <laughs> she, I was like, because Comedy would she Central not was think that. I know uh, Comedy Central told me they're like. Listen, we don't think Caitlin knows that those jokes are coming. And I was like, will you tell her or will someone give her a heads up? Like, and they're like, we don't want to alert her because she might not so, want to do it now. So who decided to not do the jokes? I was doing the jokes around town to get ready for it. Like I was going like, Caitlyn Jenner, uh, such a beautiful woman you killed with your car four years ago. You know, stuff like that. Right. Um, I loved you on Keeping Up With The Car Crashing. Just like different things. Um uh, I love that you. Um, I love that you're a woman that can't menstruate yet. You still manage to have blood on your hands. Like great jokes. And that can't menstruate. You can't menstruate. Menstruate. Oh, menstruate. Oh, menstruate. Okay. Yeah, you still manage. To, yeah, you can't get your yeah. period, but you still manage to have blood on your hands. And um, and I was gonna. And they were like my favorite jokes of my set. They like did the st- like worked the best. I was working the set up for like a month before. Who, and um, who told you to not do them? Well, Comedy Central strongly advised me not to. They never said you can't. They've never said that to me. So why did you decide not to? Because Caitlyn Jenner heard the morning of, they had a call with her, the morning of the roast, that she had heard, uh, apparently someone's doing jokes about me and my car crash, and 
if if they do if I hear the, uh, a single that was a very devastating thing that happened to that family and a woman lost her life and if if there's a joke about it I will walk. And that would have been awesome. That's what I told Gami Central. That would have been awesome. Before I heard this, I was like, if she gets upset, because they were like, if she gets upset, there might be a moment Ugh. where, you know, she, the cameras go to her. And the problem is I was going first and I was doing all the jokes about the car crash. Now, if I would have upset her <laughs> first off, then the whole show's thrown off and it's Nonsense. weird in the room. I said, it be great. bad press is good press. It's yeah. going to get written up so much more. Yes. You guys, come on. Yes. Yes. You should have said, yeah, 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 whatever. And just went up and did it. I was going to, Joe. You should have. They go, just don't put the jokes in the prompter because then they haven't signed off on it. I'm going right. rogue. Right. You go know, rogue. so go Rogan. I like so I, um, so I went up or so I, that morning I woke up and I was still kind of like, maybe I'll do a softer version of those jokes. I was going to, I was going to mess, tweak them a little bit. I was going to say, Caitlyn Jenner, what a beautiful woman you accidentally killed with your, I was going to add the word accidentally. Yeah. Just to like soften it and that make it more factual. Yeah. 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 Um, and then Comedy Central called and they said that she had said uh, she'll walk. And that's when I decided I'm not going to do it. I don't want this woman to walk off stage. I don't want it. I don't want to really. As, I just think it's so strange that we're calling her a woman. Really? I love it. I See, love the chaos of it. Like, I, lo- I just love this woman. Like, oh, oh yeah, it's not a, not a man anymore. I'm so proud of myself when I don't even have to think about it anymore. Because yeah. for a while it was like, make sure you say woman. Make sure you say she. Worst example of it because she's such a dummy. Like when when she talks, it's just like it's so it's like disappointing. Like I wish she had more insight on it. Like there's there's women that transition you that are like brilliant. The other day, yeah. it's just like dumb men begin transition to women, and then they're suddenly yeah. like these amazing women. Yeah, that's but they what were he like is. a dumb guy. Yeah, he was a dumb guy. He was a, he was a male Kardashian. And then all of a sudden, he's like celebrated. Oh, the greatest woman of all time. I won the woman of the year. Huh. <laughs> you know what? But the be- best purpose that he serves, she serves for, though, yeah. is Kyle Dunnigan's Instagram feed. Oh, my God. When, when Kyle so does good. it. That's another thing that Comedy Central cut out. Comedy Central was doing a Kyle Dunnigan show where it was all like face swap shit. Yeah. And uh, he had a bit where, um, where Caitlin was fucking Donald Trump and she was on top of Donald Trump. It was goddamn hilarious. Ugh. He was showing it to me. Yeah. I was in the, the green room of the comedy store crying. I mean, crying loud. And he's like, Comedy Central cut that. I'm like, no! No, they said they can't do it. What? I'm like, what are you talking about? I know. You got a, a face swap show. No one was naked. It was she was just on top of Donald Ryan. Yep. He's like, Whoa. You that know, show would have been so good. He's genius. He's genius. Genius. The the funniest part. One of the funniest people I'll ever know. For sure, the funniest ever Instagram feed. Yes, agreed. For sure. Yes. His Instagram feed Kyle is a Dunnigan. monster. Yep. I go to it every couple of days. Because it takes a while for him to create those yeah, things. Yeah, I know. So he's doing it oh, every day. I get so excited when he puts oh a new one up. God. He's him a and Tim Dillon on there make me yeah. laugh a lot. Yes. 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 Yeah. Tim Some Dillon's are, awesome. When he does Megan McCain. So fucking funny. <laughs> and Tim, because Tim is gay, because he's like this, he like he looks like he'd be a frat boy, but then you find out that he's gay, he's like, whoa, you can get away with a lot more. I, yeah, he really can. <laughs> He's great. And he's sober, which is crazy. Because yep. you're like, this guy's got to be on hard drugs when he's doing that Megan McCain impression. Yes. You're like, what kind of drugs is this guy on? And God, nothing. you're so right. He's, he's on air. <laughs> he's, he's just breathing air and drinking water. <laughs> and he's keto now. So he's oh, not yeah, even he's eating keto. bad food. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's, well, he got freaked out by a couple people's health issues. What, he's got a new one? Oh, what is he doing here? Oh, my God. This is, was is so horrific. I want to thank Beachbody for making me their spokesperson. <laughs> 
I've been using their products since the beginning. I'm a triathlete. <laughs> He's lost a lot of weight, though. Yeah, He's good for slimmer. him. Good. Look at him, keto. So he got scared. You said. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, he's 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 very a big heavy. guy. He's very heavy, and you know, he just was realizing the fucking Megan McCain. Give me a Megan McCain. Yeah, please. Is <laughs> the only gal on the panel who held up a Boston market this weekend? I'm going to talk a little bit about guns, okay? A lot of people in the media have never shot a gun, and they've certainly never masturbated with one. They have no idea what the fuck they're talking. About. <laughs> my gun's not for sale, but my pussy is, and the price is P.F. Chang's. My father and his friends used to hunt me in the backyard. I would run around and they'd shoot at me and my father said if we hit her the only thing that's going to come out is whipped cream he was hilarious the <laughs> ar-15 is the most popular gun in america and it's the only thing that's ever made me come i like guns and i put them in my pussy you don't tell me what guns i can own or what people are <laughs> he's fucking nuts and you know stand-up. she's seen that oh you yeah know. you know it you know she's seen oh, that poor megan yeah. to have seen that yeah yeah. Oh my God. He, yeah, he's. Oh, we were talking about uh, the. Br- so anyway, I just decided not to do the jokes because I didn't want to upset mm. her, and it was it sucked because it would have been nice to know leading up to that, right? Because I was preparing, but yeah, yeah, who cares? I just didn't want to. I don't want to make people feel That's bad. All I I'm gonna walk. Yeah. Come on. What do you expect? I mean, you had Alec Baldwin's fucking daughter come up and tell yeah. jokes about what a horrible daddy is. I know. And you can't, you can't own up to the fact that you crashed into someone. Yeah. So what did did you make any jokes about her? Oh yeah, I um, I said uh, I just made fun of the fact that she was a terrible father at one point and like abandoned one of her families to go do a reality show. So I really leaned into that. She did. Uh, yeah, she had Brody Jenner and a couple others. Who the fuck is Brody? Yeah, he's the most famous of her sons. Oh yeah, but she had a whole family before the Kardashians that like she didn't watch grow up, even though they were just like down the road, down the PCH. Really? Yeah. Do you know that for a fact? Like, yeah. Is that- yeah, it was like an episode of the Kardashians where she was like, "I wasn't around for your lives," and uh, yeah, and but she was like so nice during the when I was doing the jokes, she was like so happy about all the jokes about her abandoning her family. She was like, "I love them." Oh, it's the death one that she has a problem with. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was it was weird because it happened during the celebration of her becoming a woman. Yeah, she was right in the yeah. thick of the transition and mm. they had a settlement. She settled. She, I think there was some kind of fault. Who knows? Who Accidental, knows? but Whoopsies. she did not want to relive it. Who would? Right. But listen, I had a guy with my car once. Did you? Yeah, I almost killed him. It was terrible. Was terrible. he walking? Um, no, he did not walk right after. I mean, on the street when you hit him. Garbage man picking up, collecting across the street, jumped out from the car, didn't see him. I was 16, just Ooh. had gotten my license, and he flew up on the hood and flew oh. into the grass. I thought I killed him, and it was terrifying. And he sued me four years later, right Ooh. under the statute of limitations. And I had to go to court, and then it came out on the stand that he was a child molester, and so I won. Whoa! Yeah. It was kind of fucked. Karma. Yeah. Yeah, you're I picked the right person. You picked the right fucking person to hit with <laughs> yeah. a car. Holy shit, he's a child molester. Have you ever, ever almost killed someone? No. No, luckily. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck, that's crazy. Yeah, it's made me a better Although, driver. Uh, one time in a in a fight, in a martial arts fight, I knocked this guy out, he never got up, <clears throat> and I I started thinking that, that could be me. 
because they, they took him away to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went back to talk to my instructor, and he wasn't there. It was in Anaheim, California, and I was living in Boston. We flew back to Boston after the tournament. And he, uh, he said to me, I heard you had a really good knockout, you know, with this thick Korean accent. And uh, I said, yeah. I go, it was, um, it was really scary because he never got up. I go, I mean, it was, I thought he was dead. And he goes, sometimes they die. Jesus. And he just walked away. Like, he used to train troops in Vietnam. Like, he was, like, an intense guy. And I was like, sometimes they die. Holy shit, I'm them. Them is me. Whoa. Like, I could die. I was 19. And I remember I never thought about it the same way again. I never, never thought about hitting someone the same way again. Because it was one of those, but like sometimes you hit someone and it's like a perfect shot. Like the, you hit him, they were running it. He was running toward, he was coming at me and I kicked him with something called a wheel kick. We, it has a, a crazy amount of power. You spin around and you hit someone with the heel of your foot. It's a hard, my heel hurt for days. Jesus. I was limping, walking from hitting his head. Yeah. It was rough. Have you ever been hit in a way that you're like, like that that could be? No, 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 no. I've been dropped and I've been rocked and I've definitely been hit, but I've never been knocked unconscious and not like that. That was a bad one. He was like face, he face planted. He was snoring. I've seen a lot of people get knocked out. Did you, have you checked on him recently? I have no idea who he is. Wow. I've no, I've no idea what happened to him. You gave him CTE probably murdered his whole family at this point. No. A hundred percent, he got brain damage. What? Hundred percent. What? Hundred percent. Whoa, Joe. There's no way he didn't. Oh my god. There's no way he didn't. But could that happen to you? Of course, it could have happened. Absolutely. Could I'm, it happen <clears throat> to you now in no, the way that you're fighting? I don't do it anymore. I do jujitsu now. Right. But jujitsu is not striking. Jujitsu is not. It's not like kick. And this was not like sparring. This was a fight. Mm. This was in the U.S. Nationals. Wow. I was the Massachusetts State Champion, and he was a champion. I think he was from Illinois, <clears throat> and so he was the Illinois State Champion. Did that you get horrible. like so much pussy back then from being like <laughs> no. from winning fights? Were there like no. groupies? No, there was no groupies. No. No, I got the opposite of pussy. I was always training. I, I wasn't doing oh, anything. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't even have sex with my girlfriend in the the, the dojo. I wouldn't like she because I, it was sacred. I, yeah, and I, was, you... I was teaching there, so like once she was horny and she was trying to hook up with me, and, like I was I had to go up there to do something and clean or something. I forget what I had to do, but she was trying to. Hook, I'm like I can't. Like, don't like this is not. We can't do this here. Like this is not. This is never gonna happen here. Which is like I would fuck her in an alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> I would have fucked her on a bus if no one was looking. But not in the yeah, dojo. Not there. No. It's actually in Korean. It's called Dojang. They would call it Dojang. But um, no, I didn't get any pussy. I mean, other than my girlfriend at the time. And then when you start comedy, like so much. Yeah. Dude, that it's was, crazy. That was the crazy thing. It's like like all of a sudden girls actually like me. Like instead of me liking them and them rejecting me. Because I was basically a loser. You know, even though I was like a successful martial artist, I had no money and no future prospects and... There was no promise to me, you know? It's like, where's this guy going? Did you see this for yourself eventually? Like, not exactly this, obviously, but like, no, just being happy, successful. Did you, you really felt like a loser? Like, what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah. Wow. I used to have extreme social anxiety, believe it or not. Like, How did that manif- manifest itself? I, I was telling people about like um, the bank teller thing was a weird one for me. I always oh. got super nervous talking to bank tellers. Like I'd be in line. There's like three people in front of me. I'd be like, three more people and I'm going to talk to the lady. Whoa. Two more people. I'm going to talk to the lady. You know, I would get weirded out. I'd get, I had, had pretty extreme social anxiety, I think. I just didn't have good self-esteem. I just thought I was a loser. And then what made you do stand-up? Um, 
Well, I had friends from my martial arts days that talked me into it. And said you were funny. and Because like, I would should... make them laugh when we were on our way to like comp- competitions. Yeah. Everybody was so nervous. You know, because these are full contact tournaments and people got knocked unconscious all the time. Like my friends got knocked unconscious. All the, I mean, we, I've, I've seen so many people get fucked up. And uh, everybody would be tense. So I would be the guy who broke the ice. I would be yeah. making everybody laugh. It was like gallows humor. I'd make everybody laugh. Yes. And then my friend Steve, who I'm still dear friends with this day, um, he Steve Graham, he said, you should be a comedian. And I was like, there's no way, man. You think I'm funny because you're my friend. I go, the things that I think are funny, everybody else is going to think I'm an asshole. Like, it's just fucked. My sense of humor was fucked up. But he, he talked me into it. And then I went to an open mic night. And then I realized that, oh, open mic nights, everyone sucks. Like, you're just trying to start out. Yeah. Like, it, we're all amateurs. So my thought was like, well, at least I won't be as bad as the worst guy. You know, I'll probably be better than the worst guy. So maybe I could try this. And then I went up and I did it. And then once I did it once, I knew I was going to do it. Like, when did you stop it. feeling like a loser? A couple weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even then I'm not convinced. Do you secretly feel like, do you, do you, are you insecure still? Are you, do you struggle with self-esteem at all? No, currently? Not, not really. Not yeah. anymore. But I used to definitely have uh imposter syndrome mm. you know like even when things are really good like i'd go to a sold out theater and like they'd introduce my name and like as i was walking out and people were cheering i'd be like this is not oh, real yeah this does not seem real i'm tricking these fucking people once again yeah you know and even when it, when it was over i'd be like oh tricked them again you know yep it's weird it's i think that's healthy though because the idea of being a famous person or being a celebrity it's it's a crazy state that doesn't, it's not supposed to exist. You're not supposed to be able to go to a place where 10,000 people have paid money to hear you talk for an hour. I mean, that is fucking bananas. Mm-hmm. That doesn't exist in nature. It's not a normal state for a human being to be able to manage. <clears throat> so if you thought like that's normal and you deserve it and it's not special and strange, then I think that that would be weird. Right. Like to think it's special and strange always, but appreciate it. I think that's the way to do it. Yes, appreciate it. So, I I mean, I know I can do it, but the reason why I know I can do it is because I do it all the time and I work really hard at it. Yeah. So, I know I I show up, then I I know I have my act ready. I know I'm prepared. I don't take it lightly. Yes. It means a lot to me. If you've, I feel the same way. If I've worked hard enough, I feel like I deserve it. But if I'm, if I don't, if I've had a lazy week and I'm performing and I'm making yes. big bucks for a big deal and I haven't even looking at, looked at my set list or just, mm. I feel guilty and I feel impostery. The way yeah. that I combat imposter syndrome is like, I had a therapist one time say, who do you think that you are that you can fool all these people? You think these people are that stupid and you're so smart and you're tricking all of them? So I try to remind myself of that. Like when I think these audi- this audience doesn't fucking know how untalented I am. And they're just <laughs> here because they think I'm something. I go, who do you think? You think you're smarter than these people? These are smart people. They know what they like. Well, your audience is smart people, but let's be honest. There's a lot of dummies out there that have a big audience. <laughs> yeah, <you're right. laughs> they've, they've tapped into you're a whole right. river they, of fucking idiots. Yes. That's that's real, too. Yeah. The idea that just because you have a lot of people coming to see you that you're really good, that's nonsense. No. Right? You have to be good. People always are like, other comedians are so mad at comedians who are hacks that have huge followings. And I'm like, dumb people need to laugh, too. Ah! It's like dumb Everyone movies. Ne- yeah, sure. Dumb movies. Everyone needs entertainment. How and many Maeda movies are there? The oh, yeah. <laughs> like fucking eighty of them, right? Yeah. You ever try to watch one of those things? No. Give you brain damage. 
Yeah. Yeah, it'll change your life. Have you have you actually tried? Yes. Yeah. We should watch some clips. Yeah. <laughs> I mean But there's movies that are like look, that's I don't mean to pick on that guy. I mean he's doing yeah. great. Used to be a homeless person, now he's just got his star on, on the walk of fame. Congratulations yeah. to him. It's not my kind of movie, but obviously a lot of people love it. There's a lot of movies that are for little kids that if you watch them, they're terrible. Like I watch kids I watch movies with my kids Ugh. and I was like, Jesus Christ, this movie is awful. And they're like, ah, yeah, it's not for they you. Think it's for nine-year-olds. Yes. They think it's hilarious. Yeah. So not everything's going to be for you. And, and I think, yeah. yeah, I just have to, instead of getting mad at like, why is that person so successful? I just go, yeah. well, their audience needs that. And they, they're not going to enjoy you. They can't. And not because they're not smart enough. It's just like, I don't, not, I don't speak to them. And I can't speak to everyone. And that's frustrating. Wondering why other people's success or wondering why other people are successful is the refuge of losers. Yes. It's a loser mentality. It's a loser occupation. It's a it's a it's a loser practice because you're wondering why other people are successful. Like who gives a fuck? You can say you think it sucks, but to spend time wondering why someone is successful and hating on someone Ugh. for being successful, it doesn't do any good. It's like what is that old expression that jealousy is it's a poison that does the opposite of its intended. Oh, right. It doesn't affect the other person at all, but it poisons yourself. Yeah. It wastes your your energy and time. It, it, it just is so, it's so indicative that you are insecure. Yes. It's like people don't realize how, what a giveaway that is when they are talking shit. You're just like, yeah. ugh, this is just showing me that you fucking don't like yourself. Well, I figured out, there's something that I figured out personally. Yeah. And that um, I, I try to relay this. And I try to be more clear and more concise the way I relay it. The way I look at it is that your mind, you have a certain amount of bandwidth. This is why I don't read Instagram comments or Twitter comments or YouTube comments. Like, I don't mean time. If I read them, it's an accident. But to seek them out, yeah. and go, like, you have bandwidth. I don't spend time wondering why I hate things or hating things or hating on someone or being jealous. You have, let's say, Let's call it units. You have a hundred units of bandwidth in your mind. So that means there's a hundred units that you can spend on things you care about, or you could let your mind be occupied by some stupid fucking Twitter feud that you're in with some idiot that you don't even know, and you could spend thirty percent of your Twitter bandwidth or your 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 mind bandwidth on this, and then you only have seventy percent for the things you love. And then maybe you're, you're involved in some fucking relationship with someone who's an idiot and you're arguing back and forth with them. Well, there's another 30% that's gone. Now you got you have 40% left. You have 40% for the things you love instead of 100%. But do if you, you only concentrate on the things you care about that mean something to you and learn how to do that, like you were talking about meditation, yeah. it's a form of meditation yep. because you're learning how to avoid the, the little road bumps and the ditches on the side of the road. That can... Suck yeah, your bandwidth. Suck your bandwidth. You could give them just a little bit and go, okay, no, no, no. But like, or you could lean in. Like how you're saying, when you stopped drinking, all of a sudden your career took off. Mm -hmm. You started doing well because more bandwidth. you had more bandwidth and you had l less problems. This yes. problem that you had that was rotting you away no longer existed. So now all of a sudden it frees up your time and you realize, oh my God, there's so many funny things that I could talk about and I have so much energy and I'm so healthy. I could just go on stage and have fun and then you're killing it. When was the last thing that you go, no, no, got it? Like you maybe gave it a little too much bandwidth. Do you still struggle with those things? No, I don't, and not really anymore, but it's been a gradual process. Like, remember the first You the had internet. to have been a jealous dude. 
in stand-up? Like, when you first started out, you had to have hated the guy that was getting ahead. Like, right? I don't know any male comic. I definitely was in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, how, what, yeah. What, what, what happened to that? You get successful and it didn't no, happen? No. I feel like before success. Before I was successful, before I was successful, I realized it was stupid. Long before. Um, because when I was like an amateur, I would see guys that were killing and, uh, and I'd be like, fuck him. Like, why is he doing good? Like, that guy sucks and this guy sucks and, you know, why, how come he got this and he got that? And then I remember thinking, like, this is a gigantic waste of time and I got into comedy because I'm a fan of comedy. And my concentrating on people that suck or being jealous about people that are doing well does me zero good. But instead, if someone does well, I can be inspired. And I can get fired up by it. I mean, I figured this out in my early 20s. I was like, okay, this is a, yep. I have a poor way of looking at it. Because it's a, a martial arts thing. Because in martial arts, like you can't be jealous of someone else's ability. You have to realize you might have to fight them someday. So by realizing that they're really good, you, you're forced to be objective about it. And you have to go to work. Like you have to go, fuck, that guy's better than me. I got to get better. And you have to go to work. You right. can't, you, there, you, there's no... There's no positive benefit in underestimating someone. Underestimating someone will get you fucking killed. Like, literally. You're yeah. going to get a shin smashed into your face. Like, you don't want to Convincing ever yourself that the someone. things that you're jealous of them for aren't really yes. as good. Right. Convincing that will yourself. Get your, that will get you killed. Oh, yeah. So, you that's, that's it, dude. Yeah. That's totally it. Because the things that I get jealous of or have... And I'm better about it now than I've ever been. But, you know, you see other women... I mean, my jealousies are always with other women. Yeah. It's just the way it is. Like, and yeah. I have to fight it. And I'm really good about it now to be, like, actually inspired by women who are funnier than me but that's awesome but and to use it to, to be like okay then i need to be better i need to get up to that level yes. that is i need to go home and write it like fires me up as opposed to like why and it's powerful for everybody it's powerful for them it's powerful for you yes it's like there's no negative aspect to it it's like you should be thankful that there's women out there that make you feel uncomfortable yeah like when i see someone just murder on stage fuck i want to go to work yeah I go write i want to get home and write yeah i want to i want to go perform I'm like fuck that guy just killed or holy shit she just crushed or she's out there killing it and he's he's doing so good it makes me want to work harder and in that sense as long as someone's not doing anything bad as long as someone's not victimizing someone what they're doing is they're 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 showing you that it's possible to do better than you're doing yeah and that's good. You need to see, you need to know that the second fuck. you get comfortable and you think you're the best then there's nothing to well, you, I'm sure you've gone into a town and like there's local comedians and there's like a guy who's like a funny local guy and he's terrible because the community sucks. Yeah. Because there's no one there. There's we, no one pushing them. They fucking need each other. That's I why know. New York has so many killers. That's what happened. LA has so many killers because there's so many of us. Whenever I sw go back and forth to different coasts, it's like you just, the, the styles are so different. But like when I moved to New York, you you had to follow David Tell. You're yes. going to rise yeah you have to you have to you or have you're to. gonna drown yes so it's I, i'm always encouraged by being around better people i always want to follow when people are like i don't want to follow a tell i don't want to follow Chappelle or whatever it's like no i do you have to because it's it's a challenge and yeah it's inspiring i wanted to get back to the fact that i wanted to think of what's the last thing that derailed you in terms of bandwidth you were about to answer like what's something oh, that you know. had to kind of get out of your life it's not a, th a one instance but it's a slow pr progression and also my career like i became um uh, successful during the time that the internet came 
to be. Yeah. So it was all happening, like people being able to comment on you and say things. That was all a, a completely new thing. And everyone had to learn how to navigate those waters. Because at first, I would treat people that were saying something online like a heckler. Like if someone would heckle you and say something, and then you'd be like, what? Fuck you. And then you would own them. Right, like yeah. it was thinking, in like in the early internet days, that's what people did. Like they would have these flame wars, they would call it, where people would just like go back and forth with each other, and you would like it was a There's sport. a lot more of that yes. than there is now. Well, it's a waste of time. Yeah. Not only is it a waste of time, then you realize like, no, this isn't a heckler. This is a, a like you're getting a message. The world can't hear it. Like so, you have to decide if you're going to concentrate and then put all your energy and broadcast to the world that you're involved in this this altercation with this other person. It's fucking pointless. Yeah, we see it all the time with people. People get sucked into these traps. I see it with fighters, like UFC fighters, all the time. They get in these fights with fans. Like someone will say something to them and they'll they'll reply and then everyone's like, "Oh, I got him to reply to me," and it's a waste of time. And it I just know. took a while to realize for me. What's positive, what's negative? It doesn't mean I'm immune to criticism or that I don't deserve criticism. Like everybody does. And there's times where you're going to misstep or you're going to say something that's not correct or foolish or not as funny as you thought it was when you were thinking you were going to say it. Yeah. That's just part of being a person. But to engage constantly in swimming into the deep waters of other people's criticism and opinions, random internet people, it's like... God damn it, that's so much bandwidth. It's so much. So much. You could use 100% of your bandwidth on that. And some people do. Some people go goddamn crazy. Yeah. I've met people that are just like Googling themselves and reading their own in internet comments all day long and just going crazy and fighting with people all day long and going crazy. And it, you know? it, it gets in no matter how much you're like, fuck this guy. It, yeah. it gets, I was doing like a live Instagram yesterday on the way to the airport, just talking to some fans, and one guy was like, wow, you look a lot better with makeup. Because I was like, no makeup on, looked like, sh you know, shit. And um, and I go, fuck you, you're black. I got him out of there. And I go, I'm, on, I'm gonna be honest with you guys, it's gonna bother me the rest of the goddamn day. Because this guy just said what I actually think about myself that no one actually is saying to me, and that's when it hurts. It's like mm. when someone nails something about you that you're like, I secretly think, but it's probably just me. No one right. else sees it. And I had to admit, like, I'm, I was going to think about that later. And it might make me not do one of these again because I don't want someone to say something like that and bring it atten to everyone's attention. Right. It's so much. I've Since the last time I was here and we talked a lot about my obsession with looks and being pretty or hot or whatever it is i've let a lot of that go but it's still it's still there it's really hard to overcome and yeah. you're a hot dude i mean how do you let go of that as you age <laughs> i mean like you're like you know like you've you definitely have some value wrapped up in your looks as someone who's attractive and fit and i think it's different for a man than it is for a woman because there's a lot of ugly dudes with hot wives because the ugly dudes are successful yeah there's very few, <laughs> no, there's very few none. ugly women with hot husbands. And if there are, the guys are gay. Yeah, yeah. Because why would a man ever be with a woman less attractive than him? Well, there's men that are with women that are less attractive with them because they're interested in their personality or their yes. sense of humor. That's real. Yeah. But the the disproportionate love 
that some disgusting older men have and with hot women like Lil Duval. Okay. You know, Lil Duval. <laughs> no. I fucking love that dude. He's got something on his Instagram. Pull this up. It's uh, this guy in a tub and he's like this older dude and he's got this young lady Ugh. that's sitting uh, on his lap in front of him and he, she's asking him what she, she likes in him. I'll just play this out. We'll, we'll play this because it's fucking hilarious. Play this. Watch uh. this. Watch this. Watch this. Just listen to this. Your personality, your attitude, you're physically attractive, and it takes a lot of things to make a person to like somebody, okay? You need physical attraction, you need the base. I can tell you're a sensitive, caring person by talking to you, and only I can learn more about you is by doing things with you. And I like to try and do that. Now listen. Well, I'm just saying I just want to be taken care of and... Okay. I want to go to like the Chanel store. That's, that's not a problem. Just shop. I don't. I don't want to bathe in suits in Kmart. <laughs> that was your choice because you wanted to bathe in suits. No, because you have to the <laughs> no, cause there's like we're not too far from from all those stores where there's like better stores. I just I'm I'm not gonna find anything that fits me in Kmart. Okay, so you're gonna take me shopping, right? You got it. To good stores. What do you like about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> he's like insider so as we're having this conversation. Like almost 70, it looks to me. Yes. And, and not really a handsome Robert Redford. No, 70. she's doing everything to not look at him. And she looks like she's about 30 and lean and her tits are floating above the water. Yeah. Holla. Yeah. See, this that's is, what I'm talking about. I mean, that's possible. That's real. That's real. Flip that. Flip that. No way. It doesn't exist. Doesn't exist, doesn't exist anywhere. Seven-year-old lady with a hot, lean, young man. <sighs> Joe, I've been having a lot of young dudes coming after me. Like, Well, you're young still. I know. I'm 35, but I've been having- Oh, but young guys like a, a, a mature woman who's still hot, who's like physically fit yeah. and smart and, and, and interesting. Like it's I feel a, weird it's a, about a it, though. Like a I, dirty lady? I know. I, f- I feel fetishized. Ooh. Right? Like, I'm an old lady. I don't want anyone to be like How cougar. Old are you? 35. 35. And I've got like 22 year olds, 20 year old. It, it's getting pretty low. Smash them. Really? Yeah. Get on top. Choke them. Make them choke you. I don't know. Whatever you're into. No, well, I don't have. Fetishize, I don't, but it's not weird. I just don't want to be an old. I don't want to, them to you only think like too me because I know what. You think way too much. What the fuck? Yeah, you think way too much. How do we stop? I don't know, but th- about that kind of shit, like just enjoy it. Who gives a shit? That's also one really positive aspect of drinking. <laughs> that is, I mean, I'm telling you, dude. If I still drank, I would hook up so much. Yeah, you'd be like, "What? Well, how old are you? Nineteen. Come eat mama's pussy." I. Really miss drinking for th- I, I, you're so right. 100%. I think so much because yeah. man, that was the only way I used to have sex was yeah. to drink, right. and now it's just so difficult for now me. Now you have to find something you actually like, and Damn. then that's scary because that was that could be intimacy. Yeah. So I am stuck between intimacy <sighs> and banging, and I I haven't had sex since May. Whoa! And it, before that, even longer. Whoa! I've only slept with one person I over the past six it's years. October. It's October. It's right October. Now. June, July, July, August, September, October. Five months. Five months of my literal like best looking year of my life wasted. Mm. And I don't understand that. Are you meeting guys? I, it's not that I can't have sex. It's that 
I won't let myself because I get too attached to people and I feel like it's it um So you worry that if you do have sex with them that it's going to be too much. They'll not- they'll not they'll stop watching my Instagram story the next day and I will be so sad. You should not have an Instagram story. I'll feel- that way you won't have that problem. Well, they'll stop texting me. They'll stop something will stop and I will feel so so sad and I'm avoiding that that sadness of sleeping with someone too soon I feel like I'm a doctor here and it just yeah Mm. it sucks yeah I think just you're just interacting with the wrong people yeah I mean I don't know who's the right person for you you know like no you never really can tell no you can't I mean you just know when it happens yeah tell me about your wife she's just a super nice person how did you meet her met her at a bar really where Texas. And, oh, God, it's like Matt Damon. That's how he met his wife. I don't know why. I just love to know how people met their wives. You you have to find someone, first of all, that's going to be able to deal with the fact that you're a comic, right? Yeah. Unless you're dating other comics. Which I am. Well, that's good, I guess. Yeah, everyone's like, don't do that. I'm like, no, well, how am I not look, going Tom to? Tom Segura and Christina Pazitsky, one of the best couples. At Moshe Kasher and Natasha Leggero, great Bonnie couple. Bonnie and Rich. Yes, great, great. couple. Great couple. It, it's possible. Yes. And obviously, there are people that are going to understand you. Yes. And understand what you do. But like a regular dude is going to have a problem with you being the funny one. Mm. Like a lot of dudes have a problem, you know? But some some people like are fine with it. Like Eliza, Eliza's husband, he's yeah. a chef. He's super chill. He's great. That guy's awesome. I know he really is. But he's so chill. He just like hangs. Like it's a perfect compliment to her personality because yeah. she's so brash and outrageous, and you know, and she's so powerful. And he's just like mellow dude. You know, was like hanging out, and you know, it's like they work together. You know, yeah. he's, he's not a weak man. He's just calm, you know, and they work together. Right. Like you got to find someone like that. You got to find someone who, who compliments your personality in a way. You know? Yeah. But it's just like, I don't know how you meet someone like that when you're a girl comedian. I think women comedians, it's a unique um, requirement that you have for other people because of the thing where men always want to be the center of attention, right? The man wants to be the alpha. They want to be the one who's talking like clink, clink, clink. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. we have, you know, Bob's going to give a toast. Yeah. Like, you want to be that asshole. And when you got a wife or a girlfriend who's a fucking way funnier than you, not only is she funnier than you, she's fucking funny professionally. Yeah, I'm funnier you know? than yeah. everyone yeah. that isn't a comic. And yeah. then a lot of comics too. Yeah. Like it's like it's <laughs> yes. people are like you need a comedian. I'm like I'll be funnier yeah. than them too. It's hard. It's, but it's hard. it is hard. And you're so right about that. Like I, I see how much pussy men get thrown at them doing stand up because and even I get wet for stand ups. Like I know the <laughs> tricks and I'll be watching a guy <sighs> with like killing. There's yeah. there's so much attraction when you see an audience all like watching this dude on stage and he's commanding them with mm-hmm. laughter and telling you know controlling their emotions you just get wet for it because you're like he's it's cavewoman brain it's like he's mm. our tribe leader right right right. he's the leader i need to fuck him he's gonna protect me during wartime like that's the difference between men and women because men don't get that when a woman no, talks shut men up get, oh, go knit bitch. something yes who's this bitch up there talking it. should be in the kitchen yeah i remember theo vaughn telling me recently he was like i hated your comedy and i'm like what what he's like i did not like you when I, and i go well i've always been funny so i don't understand and you're com- you're funny so you funny knows funny and he's like it wasn't that it was just like your voice like reminded me of like my mom or something it's just my mom's always yelling at me and i was like there it is 
He even was like, I can't believe I'm saying this to you. And I was like, I like it because, yes, we remind you of your moms. Female comics, if you've had an overbearing mom telling you like it is, what it is all the time, I would be like, shut the fuck up, ladies. I would hate female comics if I had an overbearing mother. So I empathize with that. Theo is so crazy, though. He's so fucking crazy. He's so crazy. He's funny, though. He's just so ridiculous. He is so funny. Well, he's so funny. Like, he's so Theo. Like, I don't know anybody that has his style even remote. His style is so uniquely him. It's so hard to be that unique. And you watch him and you're like... Yeah. This isn't cultivated. This isn't... It's it's who he is. It's just who he is, how he... And he was able to... That's not easy to do is be as funny as you are with your friends on stage. And he's worked really hard at it. And he's just... He's nailed it. Man. Well, he's just... uh, I don't know. He's just got this thing that when he's funny, like like Brody had this thing. Like, yes. like if you wrote the things down that they say on paper, it's not funny. But you see them in person and you're <laughs> fucking dying. They just figure out a rhythm of a rhythm of comedy that just does, didn't exist before them. Yeah. Brody is like, it was unfortunate with some of the clips that were going around of him to like, that people saw for the first time where he would do like late night. He wasn't the Brody that we all talk of as, do you right. know what I'm saying? Well, those late night spots, they're never, no one understands. You have to be in the room. First of all, you yeah. have to realize that this is a fucking two o'clock in the morning set of a show that started at 8 PM. Yes. I mean, and <laughs> also like, and I, I don't know if you'll agree with this, but my, my take on stand up is even anybody that's even the most brilliant comedian. When you watch them on a special, it's 70%, as funny as if you see them live. Maybe. Always. Might be less. Might be less. Might be 60% Joe, you're nailing it. Yeah. I've when, never liked someone more on a special than never. I've done, than I've seen them live. Impossible. When you're there, there's a crackling in the air when someone's on stage. There's a feeling when you're in the room with them and they're saying it live. Like they're saying, like that part of what stand-up is, is it's happening right in front of you. When you watch a Netflix special, you know that shit took place in May. Like if someone watches Bang, and I'm sure it's hilarious. Yeah. But you know it happened in May. You're not in the room. Mm-mm. It's a recreation. It's a recreation yes. of something. It's yeah. you're so right. I forget how great stand up can be sometimes to just watch because I'm just I do my set and I leave. But sometimes you have to like hang out and watch people. It's yes. so good. It's great. It's I fucking so love it. good. I still love it. You're always watching. You're good about that. I watch it and I try to blow up people that are coming up. Yeah. Like up and coming people. Yeah. Same. Yeah. We were uh, watching. How do you how do you pronounce her last name? Laura uh, Beats. Is that how you say her last name? I don't name? know. I've never heard it's, of It's uh, on my Instagram page the other day. Me and uh, Kreischer. We did a set in the main room. Sold out set in the main room. And then how do you say her last name? Jesus Christ, she's funny though. Um, she was performing in front of twelve fucking people in the OR, and Bert and I said, "Let's just sit down and watch some comedy for a while." And she's <sighs> murdering. And uh, Adam Egit had been telling me about her. Hi, I guess it might be Lara, L A R A B E I T Z. Okay, B E I T Z. Fucking murderer. Yes. she's a murderer. And so while we're on stage, while she was on stage, there's twelve people in the audience. And the audience doubled during the time she was on stage. L A R A B E I T Z is oh, her Oh, I love Instagram. it. I'm telling you, the the fucking play. We were dying. Yes. She was murdering. And this is look a at what you did. That's 130, awesome, dude. One thirty a.m. spot, dude. I gotta see her. 
She, I mean, that's what the comedy store is all about. Yeah. It's like one day you're going to see that girl. She's going to have a Netflix special. Yes. And you're going to say, I remember I was at the fucking comedy store. It was 1.30 in the morning. The show, like we were thinking about leaving and this lady went up and murdered. Stand up is so great. It's the best. I'm so lucky I stumbled into but it. If you took that clip and then made a video oh, out of it ugh. and put it on YouTube in a tiny little screen and watched it on your phone, like you're not going to get the real feeling that Bert and I got sitting in the back of the no. room watching her. You're no. just not going to get it. You got to go see comedy live. Fuck yeah. That's what basically specials are, right? They're like ads. Like yeah. we're, tr- just, we're just showing people how good we are so they'll come see us live. Yes. But it's way better live. But ads are never as good. Yeah, it's, it's never, never as good, good as the movie. Yeah. But it's, I always tell people to go to shows alone because I feel like so many people miss out on going... To see comedy. Do they, people to go to shows alone? Always. Why? Because, dude, so many people aren't going to your shows because they can't find friends to go and they feel like losers if they go alone. And Really? Yeah. A lot of people don't do things like because they think, oh, if I can't find a date or I can't find a friend, then I'm not going to go. So many people miss out on stuff. And it's like I encourage people go alone because I think it's so cool. It's also better because you don't have to check in on whoever you brought with you. Because sometimes you just are like, I don't want to go alone. So you pick a bunch of people that you're like, or what if they don't enjoy it? And you're checking in on them. And if you laugh too hard at something that's that you're like, oh, no, they think I relate to that too much. And you're worried the whole time. When you go alone, you you're fucking free. You but think I, too much. I'm thinking too much on behalf of people who are missing out on shows because they feel insecure about going alone. Go wow. alone. It's so cool. I've never thought that once. You think so much, Joe Rogan. I never you're thought You're all that. about thinking. Yeah, but I mean, go by yourself if no one wants to go with you. But if not, go with your friends. But what if you don't have friends? Get some friends. No, 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 no. <laughs> some people don't have friends, Joe. They should have friends. They, I know. They should make Get friends. Get some friends. Well, I think they should go to a show alone and make friends with other people going alone. Boy, how do you find them? Maybe you try to make friends with someone and they're with their wife. And oh. you're like, hey, you fuck. Get away. Yeah. <laughs> She's in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to make friends with people that are with somebody else. And like, hey, man, this isn't a place to make friends. It's a place to see a show. Well, my shows are. Shit. I, I'm, I just right. connected two people last night that are going alone to my show. Do you know who has like the record of the most people that buy single tickets? Who? Mark Marin. Oh, that makes sense. Totally makes sense. Yeah. I want to eclipse him. Because he's kind of alienated. He's that guy. You know? Yeah, he's and alone he connects, in a shed connects with his with people. cats. He's not in the shed anymore. He got a new spot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Moving on up like the Jeffersons. <laughs> but that's that's a thing. Like, like I've had people say, hey, if I come to your show by myself, am I a loser? I'm like, no. I've gone to things by myself. Yes. Go to things by yourself. Go nothing wrong with it. Go to things by yourself. But also find some friends. It's so hard. Some people don't have friends. They just need to do something where they'll find camaraderie in what they do. It's one yeah. of the things about jujitsu that's really wonderful is that uh, people that do jujitsu they they find friends that also do jujitsu. You become friends with these people that are into this difficult thing. Listen, rock, rock I'm climbing. sold on jujitsu. I haven't met a damn person who's tried it and doesn't become obsessed with it. Yeah, it's well, awesome. Uh, so, and uh, good self-defense for for the ladies, right? Very good for the ladies. Like the best. The best of all of them? Yes. Because look how small your hands are. Yeah. You're not going to punch somebody in the face and hurt them. No. It's, it's just too too many men are too big, too hard. But you can defend yourself with jiu-jitsu. You'll, you'll understand grappling. And if you get a hold of someone's neck, you can choke them unconscious. Really? Like 100%. Yeah. Yeah. If I let you wrap your arms around my neck and I show you how to do it and I don't resist, you could put me to sleep. Really? Wow. Yeah. Legitimately, especially with your legs. Like women who know how to use their legs correctly and they, they learn how to choke people with their legs. Like a guy tries to get on top of you, you could strangle him. Yeah, I don't have any defense 
technique mm. in my back pocket. Like, I have nothing. If a guy attacked me, I'm always just like, well, I'm just dead. Like, I need to learn something. Just be annoying. Just start just well, berating him. <laughs> done it. It's working. <laughs> That's what I'll do. I'll just start talking and trying to psychoanalyze him. But you, and be like, you're only attacking me right now because your mother didn't love you enough and you hate women. And yeah. I remind you of your mom in some way that set you off. And, and now you're your trying to rape like me. As if you had a mic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's killing now? If you if you go to a jujitsu class, maybe yeah. that's where you'd meet a good guy. I think so. Yeah. I think I, I think secure. that's what I like about your sober October, the challenge to do a new um class where yeah, you're like it's not stuff. it's maybe not a uh, athletic yeah. advent, adventure but you're what, like what are you going to learn well yesterday you know we yet? took we did oh, gun yeah. lessons yeah we w- went tommy and i took, i loved uh, your caption about that it was really good where you said like it's something where i'm like i got i got a lot to learn oh my and God. you like it it was my first time even shooting a pistol in more than 10 years I mean, I hadn't shot a pistol since the last time I shot one on a uh, on a range, which I think was about ten years ago. I shot rifles. Um, the last time I even shot a rifle, though, was a few years ago, like two or three years ago, I yeah. think. So it was, and I, I mean, obviously, I'm a real beginner when it comes to that. And with pistols, I'm a super beginner. I didn't know anything. So all these folks at this uh, Terran Tactical place were showing Tommy and I how to do it right, and it's like it's it's a real wake up call. Like you really don't know what the fuck you're doing. And it's something where there's a, a, a good giant area that you can improve in. Like yeah. knowing nothing, like just, I know how to squeeze a trigger. I know the sight is here. You'll be lining it up, pull the trigger. Don't jerk the trigger, just pull it. But learning it correctly from these people and how to hold the gun correctly to stabilize it and how you're supposed to stand and how you're supposed to lean in and watching men and women do it correctly and show you and you're like oh okay 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 like woo, this is good this is something i don't know anything about it's so exciting when you get like one yes. little nugget and it just all of a sudden changes yes. everything yes. and you're like i would have never figured that out on my own with all with millions of yes. years of bre- like that's, That's why jujitsu is so good. Yeah, jujitsu is an it ocean. unlocks. It's an ocean of possibilities, That's and you're just getting your toes wet in mm. the first day, and you're like, "Oh my god, there's so much to learn." I'm going to a voice doctor right now because I don't want to ruin mm. uh, like my instrument, and right. which I'm now starting to look at it as an instrument that I was never taught how to play. I'm just freestyling on this fucking saxophone, you know? Like no right, one, I've sure. never gotten less. We don't get lessons for our voice. Right, right. Have you ever taken any? No, but it's a good idea though. I mean, you talk so much. Yeah. Have you ever lost your, do you lose your voice ever? No. Okay, well then you're probably talking I the right way. I yell a lot too. <laughs> yeah, but you probably scream in a really efficient way or yell in an efficient way. I think you just have strong vocal cords. Yeah, I mean, I'm learning stuff that I'm like, whoa, I didn't even... No, like there's three places where your voice can come from, your throat, your mouth, and your nose. And I'm talking all throat, and that's why I'm getting polyps developing. I mean, I'm getting stuff, growths on it. Because I don't know how to talk. And it's just my vocal cords are slamming all day, and they develop calluses after they slam. And those are like the – and I'm going to have to have them surgically removed. I'm going to lose my voice if I don't – they're like, you're here right in the nick of time. So I do voice exercises every day, and I'm loving it. Um, I I start out, I go – Wait. Wait a minute. Now that's opening up your throat and it's so your vibrate and it's making you realize that the vibrations in your face cause a lot of your the sound. So okay. it's your nose and your mouth that you can focus on creating the sound that comes out of your 
that makes your the air okay. Then you go, and you're supposed to make your whole face vibrate. Feel it in your face. Right now, people are screaming at their fucking. They're fucking hating this, and you should. So yeah, I'm just in my house going never Monday, never Monday, never Monday, just like but it's never Monday, never Monday, never Monday. That's still a little throaty. Yeah, yeah. Just learning. It's but it's like I never thought about it. This it's changing everything. Do you know mm. how to play an instrument? No. No interest. None. Me neither. I mean, well, I would I like mean, to I know, would, but if I did, I would get into it. That's the problem. Yeah. And I don't have any time. You don't have any time. No. What's, I feel like this is a practical application for learning how to shoot people. Yes. Yeah, it's probably good. It's good to know. Yeah, you're entertaining people enough. You don't need to add a guitar. Well, I just I don't I don't want to get obsessed. That's my with <laughs> you me. Can't, it, you can't have interest because you no. don't have time. Why well, get crazy? Because you'll get obsessed. I'm crazy. Like that's my crazy. I'm not. I'm not a junkie. Like uh, like you put heroin in front of me. I'm not. I have no interest. But if there's something that's interesting and it's hard to do, the problem is I get obsessed with things. Like really obsessed. Where they, they it takes over my whole day. Like what was the last one? Archery. Archery was the last one. Yeah, bow hunting. And it's, are you, do you still practice it? All day. I've got two ranges in the studio. Yeah. I've got a game out there. Where have you seen the game, the Mm-mm. techno hunt game? No. Oh, I'll show it to you. Okay. The studio. There's a there's a fucking archery game where there's a Kevlar screen, and I have these different broadheads that are flat at the end, like Don't the call head of a nail. That. Oh. Broadheads? Oh, no, just... broads. Okay. Broads a weird one, right? Like, is that a negative? Some chicks like I it. I love it. It's like <laughs> she's it's a classy fun. broad. Yeah, it's not negative. Sounds like a powerful '80s lady. Yeah, broads not like uh, like what's a negative? I mean, other than like slit hole. Oh, I've never heard of slit. <laughs> yeah, you're just a couple of slits. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard hole before. That's what Opie and Anthony yeah, used to call used... the girl who was on the, the morning third chair. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, the hole. The hole. And yeah, but as a whole, figuratively I feel, and literally, because there was like holes in the show. Because like when they would talk, the only reason why they were there was they were a woman. Yes, like someone like we we need a woman on the show, so they'd get some chick, and she would just like, I just feel like you guys are not letting me talk. Guys, like, oh, yeah, and she, God. yeah. There's, I've been on shows where there, the girl was a hole. Yeah, I yeah. have too. But I've been on shows where the guy was a fucking hole. too. Oh yeah, there's a lot of just yeah. Holy shows. Those shows are kind of dying. I know. They're dying. Those because morning of this. shows because of this. Because yeah. there are more interesting people that know how to make people laugh. Well, there's no reason to listen to them. And then yeah. every fucking 15 minutes there's some new goddamn commercial for fucking Tom's Dodge. Yep. You know, hey, this is Tom and Tom's fucking Dodge. Sell your car. Yeah. Woo! And you'd get so bored. You get so bored listening <laughs> to their nonsense. You just nailed it. And you just sold me a Dodge. Hey, get you some Dodge. Dodge, we on a discount. Yeah, but those those morning shows, you would go to those shows, and yeah. some would be really cool. And, yeah, you know, some of them would be awesome. But then there was other ones that you could tell they really wanted to be a comic, but they were scared. But they knew that you needed them to sell tickets, so they were kind of cunty yes. with you. Yes, yes. yes. You remember that? I go in, and I take those shows over to show them how it's Do done. <laughs> be like, here's. I want to show your listeners what real comedy is and what like actual jokes are. Do you have to go to those anymore? Do you still do those? I still love doing them. Do I re- you really? I, I li- I'm a morning person. I get up. I like to make the rounds. I like to go in. 
take over. I've, I've learned from Burt Kreischer. He was the first uh, person. He was a headliner when I was working with him as a feature act back in like West Virginia, uh, the sorry, Virginia Beach, Funny Bone, Dayton. Uh, where else were we? We were all over. I was always working with him just randomly. Richmond, Virginia. He would take me to radio, which he did not need to do. But he was like, you want to come tomorrow? And I'm like, as a feature act, sure. And he would, and I would just see how he would walk in and take over a show yeah. and make it his own. And they fucking loved him. They, they, <laughs> and, and he would sell more tickets because like oh, it was yeah. just, it was so much. And he was having fun doing it. And so when I do morning TV or do radio, I always just go, I, I'm my freest self. And mm. I feel compl- like uh, they're always like, oh, she's out of control because you say anything on there and it's like dump button, you know? Yeah. yeah. Hey. So, yeah. You just go in. I go on uh, TV shows with no makeup. I look like faces of meth whenever I'm going on to <laughs> fucking market. I literally look so disgusting. I can't care anymore because no one's watching. These right. morning TV shows. Right. And I go in with no makeup. The lighting is so bright. Everyone's wearing so... All the women look... I look like a man because without makeup on, as a woman on TV, you look like a man. And um, <laughs> you just do because women wear too much makeup. So by comparison, you look like a man. And I just go in and sometimes I just like have an open sore on my face. Like I just... It's, I feel so free doing those shows. I, I, I think I'll do it as long as they, they ask me. Really? Yeah, I like Even it. Even when you're selling out arenas and shit? Oh, Oh, maybe not back. then. Maybe to some of my favorites, like the good, the good <laughs> ones. But um, but I get a kick out of it. I love radio. Bert and Tom know how to take over a morning show. Yeah. Those morning TV shows. Yeah. Like, remember? Do you ever see um, Tom would go on as this character, DJ Dadmouth? No. Yeah, he would. He would tell them that he's poly and bi and, <laughs> and non-binary, and he would wear sunglasses and fur coats, and he would wear gold chains, and he oh went on because he was so bored, and the shows were already sold out. Yes. So they were making him do these things because they had like relationships chips with the local TV stations. And this is before he really blew up from his Netflix specials. But see, he got it right there. This is one. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> oh my God, there's multiples. You're Multiple. right. DJ oh, would Dadmouth. do it all the time. DJ Dadmouth. Has a big announcement. I yeah. love this. And DJ Dadmouth does the weather. He did it everywhere. And, and the people that were working these shows did not know what the fuck he was talking about. He would say, yeah, I'm coming out as uh, Polly. I'm Polly. I'm coming out as non-binary. <laughs> Come on. That is so. F- You're right. It's it's completely out of boredom because these shows are so boring. Look at, look at the fur coat. <laughs> the fur coat with the hood. The giant rope chain. I like that he had to he had to travel with this. Yes, the sunglasses. He planned for this. <laughs> and the fucking interviews were hilarious because that is the lowest rung of show business in terms of competency. Yeah. They are the least entertaining people in all of show business, mm. and they panic whenever there's any fucking dead air. They don't know what to do. He, like he just, he would say something, but like, oh, uh, well, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, Look you don't there. do that shit anymore. <laughs> I don't do anything. You don't do you know? Yeah, you don't. Why don't you go on talk shows and why? stuff? You just don't care. No, because I can talk too much. Yeah. So anybody wants to know what my opinions are, I'm I'm fucking saying them constantly. Constantly. I don't, I don't need any more attention. I want less attention. I would need ten percent less attention. Okay. N- new question. New. New new direction. Okay. Um, being famous, going out places. What's it like for you? Is it what you wanted? Is it what you expected? You clearly, there was some part of you that wanted to be famous at some point in your life. I think you want to be famous because you want to be successful, right? You want, like in the beginning, people are paying attention to other people. Why aren't they paying attention to me? 
Oh, look, Jerry Seinfeld's in the room. Nobody, nobody even cares if I'm alive. I wish they cared that I was here. Yeah. Yeah. But then That's once you it. get it, you like go, oh, well, then you lose your anonymity. And then it's weird. And then, and then people react to you differently. One of the things my wife said to me, I go, um, I go, that guy seems like a nice guy. And she goes, listen, everybody's nice to you. She goes, you don't even realize it. Like people, yeah. I've seen people act like assholes to other people. And then you come in here and they act like a totally different person. I like love that she said that. She's hilarious. My wife says some funny shit. She's funnier than me. Like in terms of like social situations, yeah. she's the funny one because I'm not like, I don't try not to on. be funny. Yeah. But she does. Yeah. Like she gets a kick out of when we're in social situations. She'll have a couple of drinks and she's the one yeah. that like takes over. But she's she's just got good timing. Like one time I'm, I was going through this period of time where I was getting massages from dudes. Because girls just are not good at getting into the deep muscle. Yeah. And I, so I'd get these deep tissue massages from dudes. But, you know, it was just funny. And we were staying in a hotel. I got a massage. And I came back upstairs. And I said, fuck, I left my wedding ring back down there. So I went back down to the locker room to get my wedding ring. And she goes, where was it? In his ass? <laughs> but it's the way she said it. Like she was, cu- like she was actually curious. Yeah. And then she knows she got a zinger off. It's and so I'm, good. And then I'm dying laughing. So she thinks it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so she, she said she noticed. Com- like, if you didn't know better, you'd probably think she's the comedian. Yeah. Like, when we're out. And, but that's, that's good. But that's one of the reasons why it works. Yeah. You know? Because you need a funny... But she doesn't want attention, but she likes being funny, like, with us. She just, like, she just gets a kick out of it. It's fun for her. It's like, yeah. It's like, she doesn't want to play tennis professionally, but she might want to play with her friends. That's you know an I mean? ideal like that kind of partner yeah. for a comedian, <clears throat> I yeah. believe. But she notices that people are nicer to you. And you, I mean, you have dealt... You've seen the shift. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's yeah. nice now. Yeah. Suddenly. Yeah. And it's not that the world's just gotten nicer. You've right. just gotten more famous. How do you, do you, what What about when you're in public and you find people like videotaping you or like you can sense it when they're aware, when you know that yeah, they know people, who you are? People do, this is a funny thing that people do, they hold their camera up like you don't know. God. They're looking down yeah. at the phone. Yeah. And you're talking to your friend and they're like filming it. Do you say anything or do yeah. you just let I it go, happen? Come on, man. I'm just a human, dude. I'm yeah. just a human that more people know. That's it. Don't, don't be weird. You know, you, you want to take a picture? We take a picture together. Yeah. Don't don't be just filming and pretending you're not filming. It's just too strange. Like my friend Sturgill said that uh, he was at an airport and some dude was just holding a phone up while him and his friends were talking. And uh, he goes, oh, "Come on, man." He goes, "Hey, it's the price you pay." He's like, "No, Ugh. it's not. There's no nothing written anywhere. <laughs> the price you pay is you see me at Starbucks talking to my friend. And you stick a phone in front of us and film us while we're talking. That's just weird." Yeah. But it's just, it's also that it's so alien to some people to see a famous person. Yeah. One of the good things about LA is they're used to famous people. There's so many famous people out here. You see them all the time. And it's like you get it, you know they're going to be around. So you're like, oh, there's Nikki. It's normal. It's like know? a safari. Right. The animals are in their natural habitat. It's normal. It is cool to see a cheetah, but there's right. others. But if you're in, you know, fucking Louisville and you're walking around and you try to go to a bar, it might get weird. Things yes. might go Western. Yes. And you've yeah. been to Louisville yeah. in a bar. Yeah. And you've had to leave that bar. Yeah, I've had a few of those moments, but most of the time people are just friendly. You just shake their hand and they're, you know, I have a, like, the kind of fame I have is like people know me. It's a weird kind of fame. It's like because of the podcast, they know me. Oh, they know you so well. It's not like um, Daniel Day Lewis, where you have no idea what he's like. Like, yeah. I'm going to go talk to him. Right. I wonder what he sounds like. I wonder what he talks like. That's well, a really good point. Yeah. They know you. 
I mean, I even have had guys ask me out or feel or like propose that we should date because they're like, there's this one guy recently who discovered me in one day and he knew he was going to see me that night at the meet and greet at the show. And I think he had seen my roast kind of went viral last week or two weeks ago. So he saw that and he was like, oh my God, she's in Irvine tonight. And he, um, he bought a meet and greet ticket and he listened to me all day. He was like, I listened to you on Rogan for three hours. Then I listened to this podcast. I mean, he was listening to me all day. Ooh. So for him, we spent a whole day together right. where I was telling him all my deepest insecurities. I mean, I get real on these things and people feel connected to you. And then he comes to the meet and greet and his energy is so strong and like, we should be together type energy. Like he didn't say that, but he's just like... It just, you could, I just go, this guy spent all day with me and I don't know him at all. And I knew that going in and he, and I kind of just like shoot him. A, like we took a picture. I was nice, but I was like, good. He came the next night again. Cause you could tell he went home and was like, I blew it. My one shot. And he bought a meet and greet again, which I'm like, you sat through the show again. It's the same fucking show. And he had a Yikes. second chance and he tried to touch me like low on my way. And I just took his hand like, get up. No, oh, but it's Jesus. feel, they feel like they know you. But that's a weird thing. When someone tries to touch you low on your waist, like right by your butt and they can't wait Ugh. to touch your butt. They're like, let me just touch the top of her butt. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that anyone even thinks I have an ass worthy to touch <laughs> because I have such a flat ass. So when it does get touched, I'm kind of like <clears throat> flattered, but don't do it. I don't yeah. like it. It ultimately makes me feel not good at all. It, it le I mean, my friend Andrew will be watching me because it's happened so many times where guys casually just put their hand on my ass when they're taking a picture. Right. And it's, and no one ever sees it. I'll have security guards like watching and I'll be like, well, you just watch for men touching me in weird places because it's always weird for me to call out because it's like in front of their wife and I don't right. want to embarrass them and make it a thing. Right. So I just go like, I'd rather someone else call it out and security guards will watch and I'll be, I'll walk up to them and be like, did you not see that guy? And they're like, no, I was watching. And I'm like, it's so stealthy and subtle. The, the way that a guy can put his thing, just his, this is what they, they do your back. And then when they're done with the picture, they'll just go like, like their hand will like, oh, I'm just, my hand's just gravity and it'll graze your whole backside. And what it does is just like, God, man, you don't respect me. I just was on stage. You paid to see me. You had to sit and be quiet the whole time. I demanded a sort of respect in that moment. And you've just taken that from me. It just makes me feel gross. I don't and, know if it's that they don't respect you. It's that they're trying to get away with it. They think like, maybe, if I just, maybe she won't even notice. So I just let my hand go limp and just go down her thigh. But they, but don't they want me to notice? So I'm like, I don't know. Maybe depends on the person. Yeah, I, it's but it happens all, and with women, it happens a ton. Uh, women definitely like. Do you know who grabs me? Older ladies that are drunk. Yes, older ladies that are drunk will just grab my ass. I've had like not okay. Late forties ladies get a couple of pops in them. Ladies night out. They were hot yeah. in their 20s. They were like the type of girl that like... I, see, I feel them feeling my back. They're like literally squeezing like, okay. like, a, like a horse, like checking checking the meat. Stop it. Ladies, they, it's not okay for you to do to men. I, I yeah, know but that... it's not the same. Let me tell you something. It's, it's not just, the same because you're not gross. physically threatened exactly. by these women. It's gr I'm like, hey, get out of my ass. Any, but it's not like... Any man with their musculature at any size could really overpower me. I'm a weak... I'm a tall woman, but I'm a weak woman. So any man touching me... Is like a, yes, it's a threat. It's a threat. It yeah. is a threat. Not the same with women and men, but still, get the fuck off, men, women. I'm sorry. Well, it's just people are just, and that's another thing about drinking. You know, they drunk. Make, people get drunk and they make stupid fucking choices that they yes. would never make if they were sober. Even smart people, 
Smart people with five drinks are stupid. Oh, they're so stupid. No smart, one. You get a smart person with five drinks in them. Like, who, the wrong fucking thing. Like, weird fucking secret desires that never get revealed all of a sudden come popping up. Yep. They start making out with guys. Hey! <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's happening Watch here? Watch out. Woo! Yes. Yeah. Everyone's dumb at seven drinks. Everyone. I think no one's better two drinks and more. Like maybe men because you have a little bit more tolerance, but it's right. around two drinks two where drinks. I'm like, I love a person up until two drinks. They'll yeah. get better. Yeah. And then after two drinks, I'm like, I'm uh, kind of out. They're it's, slow. They're slow. They're loud. Yep. They're close yep. to your face. But would you prefer four drinks or cocaine? Uh, see, I haven't. I'll take four I, drinks over coke every day of the now week. Now tell me that. Tell me why? Because I guess I'm not around enough cokeheads. They talk too much. Mm. They, they talk too much. And they want to get really close to you, and they want to keep talking. They talk fast. It's Ugh. like Adderall people. Ugh. Same thing. And yes. it's always about them. The thing about speed, amphetamines. It's it's you're it's always a self serving conversation. Mm. It's always about you. It's always about what you're gonna do. It's always about who's fucking you over and Ew. who's keeping you from doing this and you're gonna do that and you're gonna and you know this because you're smart and everybody else is stupid but you're not. Like that's that's coke talk. Did you do ever do coke? No, you, never me never neither. Did never did it. I got lucky. I knew uh I had a, a good buddy of mine whose cousin sold it. I watched his whole life fall apart. He was doing coke constantly. Yeah. Lost a shitload of weight. And I remember thinking, oh my God, it's like you got bit by a vampire. Like this guy got infected. And you were like, no. I was so scared of it. A few people in my neighborhood would do coke and they, it all always went bad. It always went bad. Yeah, it always good fell for apart. You. So I just, I recognized that real early. I was like, that's a bad one. I did it one time um, with Doug Stanhope. Holla. I didn't mean to. But I was just, I really didn't mean to. It was at the Kansas City, um, uh, Stanford and Sons in Kansas oh, City. that place. You have to do coke there. I think it's part of the contract. I, all all week, I uh, didn't talk to Doug. I was so scared of him. I was emceeing. I was in college still. And at the last night, Saturday night after the late show, he had like his whole, whole entourage back to his hotel room to hang out. I was invited. I went just sitting quietly in the corner. And he has a bunch of coke on the desk that he's doing. but And no one else is really doing it. They're, they're just kind of watching him do it. And then he gets a call. From the front desk, it's like, hey, your car's here. He had an early morning flight. And he's like, I'm not taking this with me. Did, does anyone does anyone want it? And I was like, I'll bring it back to my friends at college. Like, that's a lot of Coke. And like, maybe I'll sell it. I don't know. How what, much Coke were you talking about? It was like a, a, a pile <clears throat> of it. What does it look like, the pile? Like, Describe it. Like a golf ball? Yeah, golf ball. Okay. Like a, a lot of Coke. Yeah, it's a lot. And um, I was like, I'll take it. And he was like, okay. And he hands me a rolled up dollar bill. And I was like, oh, he thought he meant now. Oh. And I was like 20 and insecure and oh, wanting so to be cool. So I was like, ah, what's that's if you're if any excuse, do it. And so right. I did it. And then I went home and fucking cleaned my apartment. Did you? Yeah. I went home and cleaned and like wrote a, uh, an essay that I needed to write. And I was like, that shit's good. Wow. But, you know, it's just like doing Ritalin and yes. Adderall. Adderall. Like, <clears throat> you get shit done, but you're. There's a price. Yeah, it's not good. You're. It's a B minus of a paper. Mm. So whenever I like have something, you know, I've I've taken Adderall you mean in to terms get of stuff creativity? done. Yes. Yeah. It's gonna suffer. Joey Diaz used to be a big cokehead, and one of the things he said, he goes, "There's no soul in what you say." Mm. He goes, "When you're doing coke, there's no soul in it." Yeah. Yeah. Because it's all about you, like you said. It's just empty. Right. It's yeah. Just, it's just weird. It's weirdly disconnected. You know, like, you know, the movie um, Showgirls, mm -hmm. it's one of my favorite bad really? movies of yeah. all time. Yeah, yeah, That's a Coke movie. 
Like you could tell the people who made that movie were doing coke. Yes. It's a ridiculous movie. Like who the fuck greenlit this thing? Who said yes? They were doing coke because that was the 90s. And in the 90s, a lot of people did coke. It was a coke movie. Yeah. I I think. I mean, it's just my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. What was the last psychedelic trip you had? Any? I did mushrooms a couple months ago. Yeah. How was that? It was fucking awesome. Where'd you do them? Um, Did them with Ari on the show. We did, did them during a podcast. Really? Yeah. And do you guys start tripping during the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, we're having fun. What is it, what does it sound like? It was great. Podcast was great. We didn't take too much, but yeah. we took enough. And like you don't no one can tell when you're on them. Like you can still function Just, normally. Yeah. I mean, it depends on how far you go. I mean, were you, you, can you go, guys were still funny. Yeah, you can go down the rabbit hole though. Okay. I mean, you can go down the rabbit hole and be incoherent. Mhm. Mushrooms are it's dose dependent. I mean, what you're doing is like you're getting, you know, <clears throat> you take a little bit, you're like shaking hands with the angels, but you're not going to heaven. You're not going okay. to visit them. You're like, hi, how are you? Oh my God, you're so wonderful. But you're not like riding on their wings, and going, going to the other dimension. But if you take enough, that's where you go. If you take enough, you're not talking to anybody. And have you done LSD? Yes. And good? Yes. Great experience? Yeah, have I you think had a bad experience on that? No, no. But God, I took I just... it. I took it later in life. I don't think it's. Um, <clears throat> I think most of these psychedelics where you have bad experiences, what you're having is your own psychological dilemma, and then your battle hmm. with whatever the the drug or the psychedelic is trying to do to you versus what your ego is trying to control and keep it from happening. I mean, I've seen <clears throat> a lot of people have bad trips on. Some of the worst trips I've ever seen people have was from edible pot. Oh, edible pot is one of the strongest things that people don't recognize. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very different drug than smoking it. And when you know you, when you think of things that can take you down the rabbit hole, you don't think of edible pot. Mm-mm. People think of pot as just like oh you're going to get high. Maybe you can get too high, but you're just getting high. But <clears throat> when you eat it, it's a completely different animal. Yeah. Literally, like physiologically, it's a different animal. Really? Yeah, it's, it creates something called eleven hydroxy metabolite that's five times more psychoactive than THC. And what? It, it's not, not even psychoactive in smoking it. It's a different drug. That's it what, does it, feel different. It's a totally different drug. That makes complete sense. Yeah, it's a different drug. It's processed by your liver. Wow. Yeah, there's something called the one pass. It passes through your liver, and the THC gets processed into eleven hydroxy metabolite. Yeah, okay. You should Google it. It's just trippy shit. It's I've, way stronger. Way I stronger. I got um some microdose versions of mushrooms that I mm. I have had two of them and mm. they were it was great. It just yeah. made things a little bit brighter. Nice. It makes it nice. Have you ever microdosed? Yes. Hey, you know it does that all the time. Who? Ron White. Oh really? Ron White's a microdosing motherfucker. Yeah. Because I'm on this new drug. It's called mushrooms, and I just take a little bit every day. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, I know a lot of people that do that. Yeah. A lot, like dozens. Dozens of people who microdose, including fighters. I know a lot of fighters who microdose. Yeah, they I forgot that I was even on any. I was like, yeah. I was just like, oh, this room looks like cooler. Yeah, you just feel I was better. Like, oh, yeah, I ate yeah. that little piece. Yeah, you just feel a little better. And you're like, what is, oh, I took mushrooms. Yes. I forgot. Yeah. Did you hear that uh, Ari uh, spiked Bert's drink with Molly? What? They did a podcast together, and Ari dumped Molly into Bert's drink. 
Wait, is that why uh, Bert's wife isn't talking to Ari anymore? Exactly. Wait, that's what. Yeah. Wait, what? During a podcast in his house, in Bert's house. And what? Ha- what? His family home. Ari is so crazy. I don't trust him for a second. I'm so scared of Ari Shafir. He's so crazy. He is fucking crazy. <laughs> I've seen him just like act, ask about my life and be like interested and I'll like open up to him and then he'll like use it against me later on. I'm like, this really? guy, I don't trust. Yeah, he'll just like store up things. Use it against you? Not use it against, well. To be funny. I think he's evil. <gasps> I think Ari Shafir is secretly evil. Secretly evil? Yeah. I think. For real? It, yeah, I do. Really? I think he's a good, I like him, but I, I don't trust him. Because I because he spiked Burke, he gave his friend Molly. That's not okay. It's not okay. But, but wait, that's hilarious though. <laughs> Still hilarious. It's what, more funny than it is crazy. Accomplish. That's what he's trying to accomplish. And that's what I do Here's like about really Ari. They, they, they were both on Molly because Ari took it himself. Okay. And then the podcast is going on, and Ari starts dancing. He's like sort of dancing and moving. And Bert's like, "What, what do you want, Molly?" He goes, "Are you?" And Bert's like, "What?" And what then all you, of a sudden, and then he realizes, like, what? What's going on? He realizes, and the R's like, I put some in your drink. He's like, <gasps> and he's home with his family. Okay, I kind of want Ari and to spike my drink, and I no, want that to be don't. the excuse don't to say that. to do Molly. Just Ari, do it. Ari, no, do Ari, it. Don't Not do it again. No, don't Ari, do it to me. Get in trouble. I'm giving you consent to do it to <clears throat> me in a sneaky podcast. <gasps> I think that'd be so fun. I always, Joe, that's my thing. I need an excuse to be bad. Like, that's why I like bondage. It's like, oh no, like, I can't do I'm this. Thing. I'm forced to do this dirty thing. Mm. I don't really want to do this, yeah. but you're making like me. You're doing your that's why I did Dancing with the Stars. I'm like, you made me wear this swimsuit on TV. I can't not be what, a slut. What's, what's the shoulder thing? It's just like, Helpless slut. <laughs> like I need an excuse to be bad, to be what I really want to be, which is high, right. slutty, yeah, um, and mean. Like mean. roast, roast. It's oh, an excuse roast. to be mean. It's right. an excuse to be evil. Oh, okay. I had to do these you jokes. Had to. What am I going to go to a roast and compliment everyone? I you can't do to. that. Yeah. So there, I so there's always a there's mm. always a, I had to. I get it. I get it. Well, you just gave Ari the excuse, and believe yeah. you me, he's going to capitalize on it. I really do want to do Molly. I feel like why don't but, you just do it with him? Uh, no, not with him. I mean, I guess I'm <laughs> I'm already asking. To, someone recently was like <laughs> the face, the face you made. You're like mm, not with him. <laughs> no, I actually do. I would do it with someone. Recommended him <sighs> to be my shaman on a trip, and I was like, what the? Fu- I don't trust him to be my shaman. You can trust for ayahuasca. He's gonna. Well, he's no. never done ayahuasca. So uh, well, whatever. Maybe mushrooms was like someone yeah, was like. Trust you could trust him for that to for lead sure. me up that mountain. Yes, okay. Yes, you could tr- look. You could trust Ari. Ari was just mad at Bert. It's not logical. The, the, it's not tenable. I don't. I don't agree with him. But he was mad at Bert. That the whole reason why we do sober October was we were trying to get Bert sober, and Bert was. You know, we were worried about his health. Like Bert, yeah, Bert's ridiculously overweight and he's also on high blood pressure medication but yet he still drinks every fucking night mm-hmm. we're like this is crazy man like you you got to stop doing this and so the original reason for sober october was to try to sober bird up it started off four years ago there was a weight loss challenge between tom and bert and yes. during the whole weight loss challenge bert kept drinking this mm-hmm. is how fucked up he is. He's trying to win this big thing, and at the end of it, he he only fell short by a few pounds. But he was drinking the he whole time. He still couldn't help the himself. The whole time. Yeah. So then the next year, we, we were like, okay, 
we got to figure out a way to get Bert sober. Let's do this. <laughs> let's let's see if we can go sober for the whole month of October. And Bert was like, what? <laughs> he was hemming and hawing. He didn't want to do it. I said, I'll do it too. We'll all do it. We'll all be sober. So that's what kicked off sober October number one. And that was three years ago. We, and we just we made a challenge. We we're going to be sober for the whole month, and we're going to have to do 15 hot yoga classes, which was fun. It was good. Yeah. And, you know, Bert did it, and he had no problems. He was sober for the whole month, and he actually did get healthier, and he looked better. But then the next year got too crazy. The next year we decided to have a fitness challenge. Oh, God, that was so insane. That went crazy. That was hard to watch. That was crazy. Watching you guys just give up your lives. Yeah, give up for everything. For those points. Yeah. Seven, oh, yeah. seven hours a day I was doing. I mean, yeah. you talked about that one day that you like your heart rate was at maximum. It was at 80% heart rate max. For, for five hours a, straight. Yeah, it was more than that because... I I've got a you get one minute for one minute at eighty percent heart rate you get one, one point. point and I had eleven hundred minutes for the day dude yeah yeah I mean that's torture I'm so glad you guys pulled back this year it was so crazy so I was obsessed is Bert getting sober is this working no 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 Bert we're gonna lose Bert Kreischer. He shouldn't be drinking at all. No. I mean, that high blood pressure shit is no joke. Like, that's how people get strokes. Yes. Like, he really shouldn't be drinking at all. But he did um, cut back on sugar, and so, and he said he had lost, what did he say he lost? Like, 20, 20 pounds? Yeah. Something like that? Bert Kreischer can do anything. Yeah, he That can. guy can really do anything. He needs he to stop drinking. Yes, he does. But he loves drinking. And I he know. loves going on stage and taking his shirt off. I know. He loves being the life of the party. But I don't want to lose the life of the party because I know. we're enabling this life uh, of the party. But see, the thing is that party thing that he does, like it's sort of dependent upon alcohol. Like that's part of the image that he's created. And we talked about on the podcast the other day that Kinnison yeah. had the same problem. They would just lay these giant lines of coke. They're like, oh, oh, it's here. It's him. Yeah. They lay that coke out like to the point where like no one can do. Yeah, that if kind Bert of coke. goes into a town and isn't down to drink, yes. and that's the whole. And he, he invites the audience to go out I with know. him after the show, and they all drink together. And he's doing doubles, so she's he's having double Tito's, and he's drinking like fucking twenty it, drinks a night. I can't believe how much he's able to accomplish with his drinking habits. It's amazing. It's think of what he'd be able to do without it. I don't know if that's the case, though. But half of what he's accomplished is accomplished because of his stand-up. And half of his stand-up is his partying. Yeah. It's like he's he's a funny guy. He would always be a funny comic. Always. But whether or not he can accept that without the alcohol, whether or not he can embrace that without the alcohol. He's not an alcoholic in the sense that he's not addicted to alcohol because he did quit two years in a row for a whole month without a problem. He really did do it. Right. And, he, you know, he says it's not that big deal. He goes, I miss it. I'd like to, uh, like to have a drink, but I'm okay. Yeah. So he's not, like, he didn't get the shakes and his, his, his fucking his psychologist was telling him not to do it. Yeah, psychologist. Oh, really? Like, yeah, was maybe like, this is probably not the thing for you to quit drinking. And he was like, my fucking drink told me to stop. Shit. Not to stop. Yeah, which is crazy. But I just, you know, I reasoned because quitting drinking for me, it felt like so much of my identity to drink. And I talked about it on stage. I mean, it wasn't anywhere as wrapped up as Bert is in it, but he's had enough fun. You've had your whole life of doing this. No, You've no, been no, the party no, no. animal since. No, 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 no. He's just starting to kill it. He's selling out theaters I know. left and right. He's doing great right now. Netflix specials elevated him. All of his Instagram stuff. Every time we do these Sober October things, he sells way more tickets. I know. 
It's but he could so be funny no matter what. Yes, he's a comic. Everybody who's funny is funny no matter what. It's They're like so think. scared. Yeah, you think if I get on Zoloft, if I um, yeah. go talk to someone about my issues, if I yeah. conquer my, if I talk about the anger I have towards my father, what am I gonna? Am I gonna be funny on the other side of it? Yes, yes you will you're be. funny. Yeah, you're a comic. It's a profession. It's gonna make. Yeah. You, it's well, it's yeah. one of the rare professions where you think you're dependent upon certain substances. Yeah. But we do know people that got sober and then got boring. That's true, too. You didn't. Yeah. You pulled it off. But there are people that got sober and then they started to suck. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's quite a few. But then there's also people that got sober and got even better, like David Tell. Yes. When David Tell sobered up. His fucking joke writing just kicked into another level. Yeah, because he got addicted to writing. Well, like he just, he just funneled it all. And he also had all the energy. More bandwidth. Yeah, more energy, more bandwidth. Yep. Yeah. Nikki Glazer, we got to wrap this up. It's okay. 9 o'clock already. That crazy. This has been so fun. We just banged out three hours of talking. <sighs> crazy. It flies by. Um, tell everybody your special banging on yep. Netflix. How it's do they get Netflix. a hold of you on the Instagram and on the yep. Twitter? Nikki Glazer on Instagram. I have a radio show on uh, uh, Sirius XM every morning, Monday through Thursday, 10 to 12 Eastern on Comedy Central Radio. So if you have Sirius or a rental car, check that out. <laughs> and I have a podcast of the radio show that comes out every Friday. You up podcast. And I'm going on tour. Bang It Out Tour starting January through the spring. Tickets on presale now. Use code BANGIN for special pricing. And oh, like uh, my first theater tour. Okay. All right. Dude. Good luck with that. Thank you, Nikki. Thanks, Joe. Always a good time. Always. Bye, everybody. Bye.